I'm AJ. This is episode number 77 of our weekly podcast, Directly to You. We're Fanatics 4. I'm joined by Parker, who's always here, except for when he's ripped. Hi, hello, Parker. Hello, it's me. I'm here, except for when I'm ripped. Right, exactly. And Parker and that's has not brought ripped, a... by the way, for like those who want not ripped. Like I'm not strong. Oh yeah, so. yeah, no. I don't that's know. Of course, he's always just for here. clarification. <laughs> of course not. Uh, and also, how dare you, Mitch, talk before I tell people <laughs> what so, your name is? I'm so sorry. You're, like they can't even. They couldn't even hear that because I didn't say what your name is, so they can't hear you. That's the law of the land. Uh, speaking of the land, we got the houses are built on land, you know, and they need <laughs> so to be true. kept. What a good, what a good. So housekeeping, you can support us at youtube.com slash fanatics4 by clicking the join button, paying $4.99. You get exclusive emotes, you get game time with us, you get free switch keys from time to time, you get loyalty badges. You can also support us at twitch.tv slash fanatics4 for I think the same price, you get the same stuff, except for on that platform. You know what I mean? Yep. All right, we're done with that. What are you playing? <laughs> <laughs> So, for whoever didn't get it, this is Mitch. It's my friend. He's been on before. I mean, I'm pointing at him. No one can see. Yeah, he was, stole... he was on when I wasn't here. That yep. is correct. Indeed. I was gone. You were. I was ripped. Indeed. Uh, yeah, I was ripped gone the last two weeks and I'm back and it's great. Um, hello, Mitch. Tell us your middle name. My middle name is Lewis. <laughs> there you go. Got it. Okay. Back uh, to you. Back to me. Uh, yeah. I, What's your middle name? It's your turn. If, you can't ask a question like that and then not answer it. You know what? That's true. I, uh, everybody guess what my middle name is. I'll tell you next week. I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm trying to, you know, whatever the word Engagement. is. Engagement. Yeah, that's the one. I was going to say exposure. That's not the right word. Trapezoid. Tra- Parker trapezoid deal. <laughs> um, what are we playing? We, uh, I'll, I'll say I've played a little bit of Pokemon Masters. Hmm. Uh-huh. Same. Can you tell so me we, about we, that? We want to talk about are we talking about Pokemon Masters. Are we doing this? Yeah, we can <laughs> we can jump into that a little bit. Um, I I really haven't played all that much. I'm like barely into Chapter Two, and Chapter One was a tutorial, and Chapter Two is just a little less <clears throat> tutorially tutorial because yeah. that's just the way Chapter Two works in yeah. most things. Right now, I don't like it. It's kind of dumb. Um, because I like the whole draw of it is supposed to be like how Fire Emblem is, where it's like, oh, I got the one that looks cool, or <laughs> if you're into that sort of thing, not cool but attractive. No. <laughs> um, and Pokemon doesn't really have that because they're all twelve. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so like you Cynthia, see, uh, she's pretty much the only one that's not twelve, <laughs> and she's like eighteen, right. which is still like at this point. She's 12. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so it's like, I don't really care. And then the trainers that I do get are like, you got some dumb stuff. Like Lieutenant Surge, I have him. He has a Voltorb. That's dumb. That, yeah. I don't want to use a Voltorb. Lieutenant Surge is uh, kind of cool, but Voltorb kind of not at I all. I mean, he has a Voltorb, so by default, he's not cool. <laughs> yeah. Again, the rules of the land or law of the land. What did I say before? <laughs> I, don't I don't know. Remember. Houses are built uh, on land. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah other than that I'm like on chapter 6 chapter 6 something like that Mm. Um, and I just got to a certain point in the game where I was like I don't even feel like doing this and I've just been putting it on auto and that works oh I didn't even know there was like an auto for the fights yeah you could put it on auto and then you could put it on fast auto at that point you could just coast through like what's you know there's no because you can also put the text on auto for like the talking to people because that's I know Mm -hmm. some people are enjoying the like it's got more engaging other characters I guess in the sense of that like they're saying a lot of words and talking to you and yeah things Um, like I had a friend text me and be like I really like that all these characters are 
doing you know talking more and all that kind of stuff but i don't like that this game has voice acting but not really has voice acting it's like some of the parts in octopath or whatever where it's like the text says hey i'm gonna go to the store would you like to join me at the store and they just say hey yeah and a lot of times they don't even do that a lot of times they'd be like i want to go to the pokemon center because my pokemon fainted and then the character be like ha ha (laughs) that's no one on the screen That type of stuff. I'm really um, coasting through life right now. It's been really hard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I just, it makes me even less interested. Yeah. I already don't want to read a wall of text. And if you're saying something that's completely different from what you're saying on the screen, it just makes me want to skip through the dialogue because I don't want to hear the like boilerplate. Like, yeah. I missed you every time you start talking. <laughs> it's like, I don't want it. Um, so right now, uh, Pokemon Masters gets a solid two out of twenty. You know? Oh man! <laughs> wow, that's yeah, real man. low. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, oh, you know, but you know why it has a two? Because it looks good. It's real good animation. It does look know? pretty good. It, uh, uh, it's, it's almost like I, I said that a certain other Pokemon <laughs> series should uh, have. A, it reminds uh, me. Say. It does the whole Dragalia Lost thing of like um, you do a first download and then it's like, do you want to download the next chapter? And then you say, yeah, yeah. which is good. Cause it means that you can try it out without having like a four gig download thing. But it's also kind of annoying when every 20 minutes it's like, you want to download some more stuff? I'm like, I don't know. Sure. If you want, but yeah, and it's like, it, it almost like forces you to play it all the time. Yeah. Because I played it yesterday and then I played it again today. And it's like, do you want to download the, I don't know. It's like 50 megabytes or something like that. So I'm like, how much is it how much is it going to be if i'm like i don't want to play this for like a month and i come back and it's like you gotta download two more gigabytes because i happen to be with <laughs> i think Fire it would Emblem. just download oh really okay i was gonna say yeah. i figured it would just do like the next little bits but no I don't, uh-uh. I don't know how that works so whatever okay you guys talk about your time <laughs> <laughs> what have you been playing mitch um oh you guys aren't playing pokemon masters no i mean i played a little bit of it i played like i said through chapter two or whatever uh or yeah yeah i heard what you said i always hear what you say mitch are you playing pokemon masters no no i uh how not. dare you okay talk about what else you're playing <laughs> i moved <laughs> the mic into mitch's face because he's not used to these crazy mic there's things there's so many mics here yeah there's there are there's there are many mics there's many magic mics. magic mics um uh, i can't think of any other mics Michael yeah. Scott. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's here somewhere in your closet, probably. That's all of them. <laughs> no, I'm not playing Pokemon Masters. I would give it a shot, though. The last phone game I tried, I don't remember the title of it. I played it for hours one night and then realized it wasn't what I was looking for. It was some kind of card game that Capcom made or hired someone to make, and it has several Capcom properties uh-huh. like Mega Man and Resident Evil and the one that attracted me, Monster Hunter. And uh, there's all sorts of different cards, and uh, it was a really unique take on card games. I probably won't get more into it because that was a while ago, but uh, <laughs> I guess if you're into those franchises, just look up card game with that stuff and maybe you can find it. But um, it was, I mean, as far as like card game mechanic, is it like a Hearthstone kind of a or magic, like that kind of card so, game? So there were actions and monsters or minions, whatever you want to call them. 
Um, and, but it incorporated a real-time element that was especially unique. Like, you would play your, uh, you know, Resident Evil dude. I, can't, I never played those games. I don't know what it's called. Or your Rathalos from Monster Hunter. Uh-huh. Or your Zero from Mega Man. Mm-hmm. And then it would start drawing a line from your side to your opponent's side. And when it reached there, like, their attack would hit or gotcha. whatever. And you're trying to lower their life points. And different people have different, like, speeds on their attacks or different ways they can interact and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Uh, it was a really okay. cool concept. But... Uh, I was in it mostly for the Monster Hunter, and I left a bit dejected when I couldn't make a team out of <laughs> full Monster Hunter roster. Yeah, uh, not a good team, at least. So, and yeah. I'm I'm more into like flavorful teams instead of actually good teams. So, um, yeah, this I try and build my magic decks that way too. That's what I've been playing mostly. It's not even a video game. Magic yep. nowadays, just building fun. Magic Mike, right? Magic Mike. Yep, and got it. <laughs> Not gonna mm-hmm. take that any further. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm very much looking forward to uh, Borderlands and Iceborne when that comes out here in the next couple weeks. Uh, but other than that, I've been playing a lot of Fire Emblem, which we'll talk about later. We sure will. Yes. Uh, before that, mm-hmm. that con- Magic the Gathering kind of segues into Yu-Gi-Oh! A little oh, yeah. Bit. How's that been I'm going? I'm playing more Yu-Gi-Oh! Man, <laughs> and I beat the first series. Um, which is weird because I went from GX. What do you mean first series? Because how it is, it's like they have all the, you know, it's like 30,000 Yu-Gi-Oh! anime. Right. Uh, yeah. You can play through all of them. Oh, and wow. I started on GX and then I got to a certain point in that story and I was like, I don't feel like playing this anymore. And I went back to the first uh, first season and I played through all of that. Like with Yugi um, and Joey and Pegasus? Yeah. What's up? Um, <laughs> And Pegasus is a bunch of nonsense because of like a thousand thousand eye restrict mm-hmm. and and uh, what is that relinquished and all that. I'm not down with that. That's not cool. Yeah, but sounds like lost. you're down with it. Um, it would have been real cool if he did the thing and he could like read my mind and stuff. That would have been dope. <laughs> yep. <laughs> would have been like, I knew you were going to play that card. <laughs> I played this card. It would have been uh, annoying and I would have hated it, but it would have been cool. It would have been cool attention Thematic, to Thematic, if nothing else. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I beat that. And now I'm trying to do like the reverse sides because you can play like the other perspective oh. and have them win. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's a great time, but mostly I'm still just playing Smash Brothers. <laughs> True. You were just playing when we were about to start recording. I sure was. Yeah. I surely was. Indeed. Oh, yeah. Update. So last week on the podcast, when we had Matt on yep. here, because Parker was Rip, uh, we were talking about Smash Brothers, and he was like, I could be MKLeo if I practice enough. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to play you to see if that's valid I at forgot. all. I forgot. I was going to start the show at some point. I forgot about it since like as i was listening last week i was like i'm gonna just start out this episode and be like you know what i was just really thinking i think i could beat mk leo just completely <laughs> like but i forgot to say it so here we are <laughs> with me yeah, so we joke. played after and this was like when we thought the podcast was rape dude like it oh, was going yeah. i was i already resigned to it i was like you know what the podcast it's fine we lose podcasts all the time uh <laughs> but he saved it or he saved his part i was already because i do this every week you know what i mean yep um so we played for a long time and he lost most of those matches uh i will say towards the end and by most i mean like 95 (laughs) percent. towards the end though he picked zelda and he was doing pretty good nice so uh he can adapt Mm -hmm. but i don't think he can adapt that well (laughs) yeah 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 i don't think he's doing all that (laughs) but yeah we can talk about fire emblem now uh did I talk about my whole saga with this with this save? I know you've talked about 
I think you mentioned it last week, but Mitch doesn't know. Um, no. But everybody else might. So you can give the the abbreviated version. All right. So uh, I've been playing Fire Emblem on Parker's account because uh, at first, I mean, as I said with the before the podcast, I don't think we said this yeah. on the podcast. But I'm not really into like RPGs and like that mm-hmm. type. Obviously, everybody on the podcast knows this already. <laughs> um, so it's like I don't know if I'm going to like Fire Emblem. Um, but I was like, I want again the zeitgeist thing. I want to know what people are talking about and play games and have opinions on the things that are the you know like the hot topic. Um, so I checked out Fire Emblem through him, or the and Spencers, I ended up liking it. You know, I ended up liking it, and I got That's real right. far. And I was like, but like I don't want to start over. I don't want to do that. So I was going to finish the save on his account, and if I liked it enough, I was going to buy it again and then do another route. Mm-hmm. I don't like it that much, <laughs> um, so I didn't do that. Uh, but I also, in his whole time, because he's been on vacation, uh, also rip, and he came here and he was going to go to New York. So I was like, okay, that means I got to like get a train ticket and go to New York and do all that stuff and like set money aside to like go out and do stuff. Mm-hmm. When we didn't do that, I was like, well, this is just money that I'm not, I don't have allocated to anything. So I'm going to get the new switch. And then when I did that, I was like, oh, I'm transferring my saves and stuff like that. And then I got to, uh, the, the ones that don't have clouds, which uh, cloud saves, which is just Splatoon and Pokemon. Yep. And then I was thinking Fire Emblem. I was like, but then I got to like text Parker and be like, yo, what's your <laughs> thing? I need to sign in again. I didn't want to do all that. Yeah. So I just didn't and rip my save. It's Honestly, gone. even Ooh, then, oh, I don't dang. know if it would have like I'm trying to think through it because I don't know you would have had to back up that save to my cloud, which I think would have overwritten my cloud no. save. Uh-uh. Oh, OK, no. Cause I had my, I had both switches. I had access to both switches at gotcha. the time because I was in GameStop. Oh, I see. So what you mean. I would yeah. just have to take the save yeah. that was on my switch yeah. and then switch it over. If it was a cloud save thing, if I could have did it like that, yeah. I would have been able to do it now. You know, all things uh, considered, actually, you. Oh, we could have done that. Where like, yeah, we could have did it. I could have did the yeah. cloud. I just didn't care yeah. enough. <laughs> Let's be honest. Um, yeah, we could have did the cloud save, and then I put my yeah, save up exactly. in the cloud, and then you just keep yours on the console, yeah. and then you back up. We could have did that, yep. but again, I didn't care enough. Yep. Just calling it spade, spade. <laughs> Instead, <laughs> you finished the game a chapter early and only had. To- Not, I was literally on the last chapter. Well, not because I wanted to. We caught up on. Yeah. You told me, it was like, oh, maybe watch videos to get caught up on the ending or whatever. And I did that. And I was so <laughs> mad because I was literally, like, I, I just was, like, one hit away from ending the story. Oh, my goodness. And then something happened. I don't know. I guess we had to do this. Yeah. And I was like, all right, I'm going to put it to sleep and then come back to it later. Um, Should have came back to it. Should have come back to it. Oh, and I thought yep. I did. But in any case, uh-huh. so what we're going to do now, I'll, I'll segue us into the thing. If you, so each of us, I picked Golden Deer. Mitch, you picked? The Blue Lions. And AJ? And I picked the Black Eagle. That's right. So we each picked a different house. So we figured, especially having Mitch on today so that we could just kind of compare and contrast the differences between the three. Because as Mitch and I found out from some of this conversation, they're more different than I kind of expected. I don't know. We'll we'll get into talking about it. But um so if you don't want to hear about that, like it's just it'll be spoilery. It just will I mean like very spoilery. I mean pretty much the end and all that stuff. So if you don't want to hear any of that, then um check the timestamps and skip to whatever point that is. I don't know what time it's gonna be in the thing. Um Otherwise, I would let you know now. But check the timestamps and just skip to that, and then we'll get to the rest of the news and the rest of the show as it normally goes. But um, but yeah, here's this in any case. So heads up, warning, leave now into the next bit. 
Um, and otherwise, here we go. Right. Okay. So <laughs> why did I, I want to establish why everybody picked the house that they did. Like, why specifically yeah. did you pick Golden Deer? <laughs> I thought I was going to pick Blue Lions just because I like, honestly, just because Blue, that was literally the only reason <laughs> that I was going to pick it. Um, met all the people and like, I don't know, Black Eagles and Edelgard just seemed kind of like Hubert, especially, I think Cloud made me feel like, mm. well, that's kind of what they're like, just like real heavy and dark, whatever. Um, and I just didn't really feel like that vibed with me super well and the blue lions seemed very like noble and stuff and golden deer just seemed quirky and fun and i was like i'm all about quirky and fun so that was yeah that was most of it just the characters in it spoke to me a little bit better yep that's what i use blue points. lions so my initial gut feeling just going into the game was that i was gonna go with the black eagles uh, for similar reasons, just because, you know, I, I like red, so why not? Uh, the, the first encounter that you have with the leaders where uh, you kind of get a feel for what they're about, uh, Claude just seemed kind of too lighthearted for someone who's about to be a leader, and Edelgard seemed to come down, like, too hard, like, not a, not, not a mm-hmm. lot of mercy there. Uh, Dimitri really seems like noble and virtuous and they're like yeah that's a good representation and then going and meeting all the students i uh, really appreciated the blue lion students yep. more so than the rest i think so i'm deeply hurt and offended but you know what i'll take it <laughs> i like claude <laughs> i just don't want to teach claude <laughs> so i came in and i didn't have any opinions at all because yeah. as we all know i didn't pay attention to this game mm-hmm. are you crazy <laughs> um so i just played it by ear and i was like all right i'm going to talk to each person and like all their uh, little classmates and stuff like that and see which one i like more i talked to uh the golden deer people and i was i almost did it but then <laughs> i talked to claude i was right there yeah I talked to him, and then he seemed kind of sketchy. He was like, "He's got a personality." Like, I'll say that. We'll get yeah, more into that was, later. But I was like, "I, I don't like that." Um, <laughs> ironically, I was like, "I think he's probably going to turn on me." So I'm not. <laughs> so I'm not going with that one. Uh, <laughs> so I was like, "Nope, I go in there." And I went to Blue Lions, and I didn't even talk to her. I just talked to Dimitri. I was like, "You're boring," and I left. <laughs> and I, went, <laughs> I went to Black Eagles, and then Edelgard's whatever. I was like, okay, fine, sure. And I talked to the students, and I was like, oh, yeah, I like a lot of the students in uh-huh. here. I don't like, uh, I don't remember the guy's name, the sketchy dude. Hubert? Who you said, Hubert, yeah. yeah I don't like Man. him. But what everybody, you know? you know, one bad apple, I can't let it spoil yeah, a bunch, you know? makes sense. I mean, so, I've got Lawrence uh, in mind, so, like, he, he grows on it. He gets a bit better towards the end. You guys wouldn't necessarily know that because it's after the time skip. But, like, man, he's not best <laughs> either, so <laughs> I feel you there. That was one of my favorite parts of the game was finding students that, mm. like, at the beginning rubbed me the wrong way and then later on, like, really endeared themselves to me. Yep. That was Do you have one in particular that you feel like had the biggest jump? Uh, I think there were two, probably. Um, one of them is Dudu, mm-hmm. who is uh, kind of Dimitri's right-hand student, like there with him all the time. Yep. He was just super plain and felt like he had no personality at all, like just basically Dimitri's lapdog, essentially. <laughs> and uh, then there's Sylvain, who was just, I think they basically call him a skirt chaser, just a ladies' man, not necessarily successful. Well, actually... like. More successful than some. I think you had a student who was just like not charming, who, mm. who fancied himself as charming. Oh, right. Yes. Where Sylvain was was charming, yeah. but kind of got him into trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and he had some close friends that like expected better of him and you know maybe he got there we don't Mm -hmm. have to dwell on that now but there's a couple (laughs) of mine do you have any in mind um uh, okay so Raphael, like right off the bat i was like i don't think i'm gonna like him much at all and then within very short time i was like nah he's great he's the best and i love him (laughs) he seemed a bit one-dimensional as well every time i talked to him he's like i'm so big and i'm hungry all the time i think it was in all the support conversations he's just like super caring and like Mm. uh, caring but then also like don't even worry about that that's all right if somebody's like i just feel really down on myself he's like nah you're doing a great job like uh like and he really means it too where he's just i don't know so that kind of stuff was fun i appreciate Um, that yeah and then i mean a bunch of the other ones also got better and stuff but some of them kind of stayed some of them also is because like cyril i like don't love the character but he ended up being really great combat wise so i just turned Mm. on he kind of turned around in that sense where i was like okay Actually, he's kind of cool, just not even in personality, just because he's useful in battle. <laughs> Fair enough, yeah. So, what about you, AJ? Um, I think I had a similar thing in, in terms of, like, the combat situation, because there, there wasn't a student that I was like, I think I'm going to hate this person, I end up liking them, mm-hmm. or, like, the reverse of that. Uh, the only student that I looked at and was like, I don't like you, was Huber, <laughs> and I, it's, I ended the way that I started, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He's not... Um, <laughs> So I, it was Bernadetta where I was like, I think mm. you're going to be useless, mm. but she's a beast. Yeah. <laughs> she ended up like just okoing everyone yep. all the time, always. That was the same um, for Lysithia on my team. She's just, she did great. I was on the receiving end of that on, on one battle. <laughs> so AJ, I'm really curious as far as the role play aspect goes. You're not usually into RPGs, I hear. Uh, so mm. this game had a lot of RPG elements, but then it had some that you could just pretty much ignore if you wanted to. Like, how much did you delve into the mm. bonds and stuff like that? Or even See, the like, training the and stuff. Like, did you do like instructs manually or mm. automatically? Any of that? Uh, for the most part, like if I'm going to play a game, I'm going to play the game. Gotcha. Right. Yeah. Um, so like, I'm not going to, I didn't want to auto anything. Uh, the only thing that I would auto some, uh, no, but I mean like for this, like this is, that's a mobile game, you know, like this is on a switch. It's a mobile game too. Oh my goodness. It's a mobile game in the sense that it's supposed to be brainless and stupid. Yeah. Uh, The whole point of Fire Emblem is to be like this in depth, like systems based thing. Um, but I did do like the battles that didn't actually matter, mm-hmm. like the you know, like the um, I don't know what they're called, like ancillary, the, uh, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those battles, I would auto those, mm-hmm. but for the most part, that was only doable because I made my students yeah. like yeah. Right. confident. <laughs> I, I tried autoing those, but did um, it make you feel uncomfortable? <laughs> no, because I, oh. I eventually like because I would try to make the most of every week and yes. it got to a point where i could do two ancillary battles a weekend but the first round three by the end could you yeah, yeah you were i think a+. that was yeah i think that was okay. the a plus thing which That's was kind of nice. nice anyway so I, w- I set it for auto for one round and uh i don't know how you guys are you might be so <laughs> i know parker's this way yeah um in a game when you have consumable items i am very stingy about using those um, so in a game where your equipment has a limited number of uses, 
I almost never used like the relic weapons. And when I set it for auto, they just went like all my best stuff <laughs> blowing it all at once. Like that little minion, he's getting like weapons arted with my relic, five durability off. I was like, no, never again. Unless I'm uh, taking this and putting it in the wagon. Yeah. There's no way I'm autoing you again. Because <laughs> you're just blowing through I, all the resources. Yeah. I very much so did not have that approach. <laughs> I bought all the things and I had so many weapons that it just didn't matter. Yeah. I was like, oh yeah I'm gonna, just give me another uh, silver sword <laughs> give me four of those give me a silver uh -huh. axe you know like I, all that stuff I bought things and then like once I bought my first round of things I like never bought anything any of the weapons again because I just like just forged and repaired stuff and like just yeah. would forge it to get better and blah 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 and like yeah pretty much never bought anything again and would wait until it was down to, like one or two durability mm -hmm. and then repair it to get like the most out of it because I'm just a frugal frugal guy Same. so like I finished I bought... the game with like a hundred thousand gold and stuff <laughs> which I is bought useless. multiples of most things mm -hmm. because I would like there would be times where I didn't have enough resources to forge yeah, the, yep. enough of whatever it was when I was saving it. So I didn't want to have to deal with that. So I wanted to be like, all right, this one's about to break. I'm going to switch this out mm -hmm. and I'm going to fix it later when I have enough resources. That's fair. Um, so that's yeah. how that works. Okay. So, so in I'm terms of like some of the like more RPG stuff, like, like, you know, like wandering the, the church and all that mm -hmm. stuff. There will be, towards the end, I didn't care about that. I was like, all right, I just want to like do what I need to do and then go to direct routes, mm -hmm. go to the cafeteria and eat food and mm -hmm. be done. Yep. Um, so I would like try to rush through that stuff towards the end. But in the beginning, I tried to like give it a chance, you know, yep. and like give it a good shot. Once you've got all your support class, like all my support levels were A and S and stuff like that the last couple months or whatever. So yeah. I didn't really feel like it was worth it to talk to everybody in their speech bubbles because mm -hmm. I knew what they were going to talk about. Like, they were going to talk about, like, it's crazy all this business going around. Like, oh, yeah, it's fine. And I'm just like, I, okay, yeah, there's there's a war going on. You're so right. But, like, we don't really need to be talking about it right now. We can just go do I the war. Ever, I don't think I ever did that. Yeah. I didn't, like, oh, there's a speech bubble. I'm going to talk oh, to the, that guy. The longest I, time, I, the beginning, like... I mean, honestly, the first uh, two thirds of the game, every speech bubble was taken care of 100%. But then oh, towards yeah. the end, I, not so I much. I definitely did not yeah. do that. <laughs> I just tended to my students and did what they needed. And then I was done. Yep. And like also, you know, like I tried the fishing situation mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. going to the greenhouse yep. and uh, training grounds and all that stuff. But I wasn't like, oh, this random person I'm never going to talk to again wants to talk to me. Let's have a conversation. Uh -huh. I didn't do that. Pro tip on the fishing, by the way. And then I'm, I'd like to get into this like story plot differences thing because I'm very curious about that. Pro tip on the fishing thing. If you want to get your professor level up, wait until a month a month that has the like bonus thing of like fistful of fishes or something like that. Um, where there's and then for every time you fish you get two to four of that and then try to fish for only red ones i went from a to a plus in like two weeks by doing that one week and going most of the way and then do the rest of the way so for listeners two weeks is essentially like two rounds like yeah. two turns which normally would take yeah. to do that same thing the normal means without doing that would probably have taken like a lot more of that whatever yes whatever so story stuff i'm curious i feel like before the time skip is it a it probably is about the same for everybody mm -hmm. i would Believe guess so. where we're just training students and blah 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 like things seem weird and fishy um you have to yeah, fight i was i would say like edelgard she like she telegraphs what's going to happen 
pretty early on like i would say like when she's like a b mm-hmm. maybe a c she's like like promise me that if like something happens mm. you'll be on my side and stuff like that I'm like, I'm interesting yeah even that mm-hmm. i didn't experience that in my side because like you know i didn't the only conversations i had with her where she was like hello professor ready to die right. not really <laughs> <laughs> you're like i don't know man she seems like a good one yeah <laughs> Okay, so even before you were having that, Mitch, did you have kind of those suspicions of Edelgard specifically? Well, this is getting a bit more in depth. So, Dimitri um, actually revealed that he and Edelgard spent about a year together when they were very young. I don't know if you caught that on your side, AJ. Um, I I won't fully get into it, partially because I think a bit of it might have got over my head, but their familial situation kind of intertwined them a bit. and for those of you who aren't super familiar, Dimitri is like prince to the Fargus kingdom, which is one big faction. And then Edelgard is with the empire. So they're, I think, like peaceful with each other, mm-hmm. but still separate. Um, so the fact that they spent some time together when they were young is pretty significant. Um, so Dimitri has like fond. He's not like affectionate or anything, not like romantically interested, but still fond of her and um, gave her like a dagger as a gift or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think at some point some bad guys show up and like maybe the dagger makes an appearance. So it makes you wonder, mm. like, mm, is she involved somehow? Okay. That kind of thing. Interesting. Yeah, mine, honestly, like, Edelgard... I, I mean, she seemed fishy because she and Hubert were fishy and the Monica stuff. And then it turns out Monica was bad, who really her name was Galbalal, blah, blah, blah. I don't know, whatever it was. Mm, I don't know. Rod, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Krav Maga. And, mm-hmm. uh, but then besides that, like Claude was very suspicious of, honestly, I thought the church was going to end up being the bad guy. Um, I did too. Because Claude was very suspicious of like the church and all that. And like, I don't know about all this stuff. And he was just very like, cause he's kind of sneaky, but that's he also, why I thought he was sketchy yeah. because like how he would talk about that. Yeah. And I was like, Oh no, man. And like, that was another, like, that's the main element that I think is interesting mm-hmm. about this and kind of frustrating mm. about how the story's set up is like, they do a good job in quotation marks <laughs> of making you feel like you picked the right thing. Mm-hmm. right once you did it um because like i did i looked at a little bit of stuff of like if you side with edelgard because i did not okay. do that i was gonna mm-hmm. ask okay. um and she like um raya she seems so much worse mm. like so much worse if you side yep. with edelgard like like tyrannical and like all that yeah. stuff because she already had um, some of that for sure like i agreed with claude a little bit where like it seems kind of fishy and like trying to kill all the infidels and whatever too like i honestly if it gave me the option i was going to just for honestly this conversation type purposes i was going to go against the church to see what happened because i was just curious like what's it gonna be like it didn't but i if it had i was gonna go with it um and keep a second save file just in Mm. case i wanted to back out this is super interesting to me so the blue lions dimitri's faction is like tied very closely with the Mm -hmm. church and i won't necessarily get into why because that's probably just too much for right now i mean you should that's why we're here okay sure (laughs) well it's it's not exactly spoilers it's just like background information so Mm -hmm. the empire had 
like the whole of the kingdom at first before there was Dimitri's faction before mm-hmm. there was uh, Claude's faction mm-hmm. it was just the empire and then there were some revolts led by a king and then as a result of those revolts the, the nemesis ki- king no not yet oh no not yet okay oh uh, you're right, right yes okay go on yeah 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 uh, the kingdom was founded so it was the uh, empire which is you know Edelgard's mm-hmm. and then the kingdom which is Dimitri's as a condition of the kingdom being founded uh they allowed the church to like proselytize freely they that was kind of like part of the agreement so mm-hmm. that's why they were able to be founded and have such success so there the kingdom is like very tied in close with the church so when stuff with the church was going down it was interesting to see the blue lions perspective mm-hmm. on it like fairly early on in the game we had lord lenado's revolt where mm-hmm. he went against the church and as a result of that um they i don't know if you guys talked to many people after that they like purged that part of the that was the western church or whatever yeah they like just called them apostates and it was like purge them <laughs> and so yeah, like talking a to lot the of students, golden deer were like Ooh, i don't know about all that <laughs> yeah, which was interesting because then like from the church's side they were uh-huh. like well i guess they revolted like yeah. if you talk to the students like they weren't like super in favor of it yeah. for the most part but they were like say la vie <laughs> except for one of my students one of my favorites his name is ash he's like the adopted son of lenato he okay. like understood but was like super sad about mm. it yeah yep Ash is great. That's interesting. Also, uh, I think one thing kind of to your point, AJ, or just a thought about it, how you mentioned like it tries to make every side seem like they're like the they chose the right thing. Mm-hmm. Mitch and I figured out through a, a thing that I, I think whatever path you pick really like the story just it's not that you're seeing a different side of the same war it's that like mm-hmm. it actually it's an alternate reality where it like oh it yeah. you know changes all the things so like it's interesting how yeah. how like you kind of in each of these things you just happen to luckily pick the right side too or well, something right. like that it could be luckily or it could be the professor's influence That's is true. shaping the yeah. events so like there is a thing that was going to happen and uh-huh. you plot professor in any one of yeah. the houses it just changes yeah the thing. that's very true and honestly a uh, side thing kind of off of that uh sothis very involved in the first half of the game mm-hmm. and then you have the transformation thingy where professor so again if anybody at this point either you've played the game or whatever <laughs> i don't want to you already got spoiled I, yeah. like um so sothis is she's the goddess or whatever but she's a character she doesn't know who she is at the beginning and then blah 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 um you find out like she is the goddess that's being talked about and then she's like somehow she inside the professor pretty much um, she's like part of him, and I actually leave that on there on purpose. Okay, okay. Mitch, Wait, did to they break talk about that for you? Like, did they? They like, did break right down the why end. that happened and like that. Okay. Yeah, so they did right they at the did end not for me. Oh, they didn't. Ooh. Yeah, Blue Lions did not get details. I don't want to like fully oh. interrupt, but it's super interesting to me that each yeah. path like reveals critical details and then like withholds critical all the political details. stuff i don't feel like i got a whole lot of your political backstory huh. type stuff in my playthrough unless it was supposed to be really background that i like went and read about it or something but i don't think that was the case um but the first half like you interact with sothis and she even mentions towards the end right before like when you when the professor dies and has to come back um it mentions she's like we're not going to be able to speak anymore in the same way and 
then you don't. And like, I kind of wish that you could, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, something, mm -hmm. that whole character feels like that was just a character that was interesting, kind of intriguing and is gone now. And it doesn't feel like her being in the professor as like part of him and being together as one made him any different either. Like I was thinking right. maybe now he'll have some personality. Yeah. <laughs> that was not the case. Nope. So I don't know that stuff. Um, I think that, yeah. well, I don't know, I don't, could, just in the interest of you guys at this point, yeah. I don't know how deep you want to go into why and like that sort of thing yeah. and why that changed what I wanted to do and like uh -huh. how that was with Edelgard and all that stuff. Because I think a big part of that painted my perspective on so like, So how did it oh, frame the whole Edelgard thing? Because I do yeah. wonder that, I'm like, I just don't know. Interested. Yeah, in the, in the Black Eagles thing, obviously Edelgard leads the revolt, blah, blah, blah. And then I don't know. <laughs> So, um, there, remember a while ago I tweeted that thing and I was like, oh, shoot, uh, essentially. And yeah. everybody was like, oh, is it an announcement or something like that? And I was like, no, no, no. it was this. Yeah. It was the, the, the moment where Edelgard was like, I'm done. Everything's, I'm going my own way or whatever, uh -huh. right? And like, we're on this mission and we're supposed to be protecting the, the church and like all the like crests or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and then it was like the reveal of like, it's me, I'm doing it. And I'm like, oh, snap. <laughs> uh, and then the <laughs> and after that, the, the time skip happens. And it's like, you don't really understand why she's doing it. Uh, it doesn't really like say much in terms of like, oh, well, she's clearly um, like she has a good motive for this or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like it does that, not I, tell I guess, you that. I, it does. If you go deeper into it, okay. she like mm. tries to like petition you yeah. and say hey let's do it man like this is why i want to go against the church because they're evil and they're like classist and i want to destroy that and all that so stuff. there's a, at least one month right then because i remember after the first battle happens there's at least one maybe two months at the monastery where i get to talk to all of her students and her students are like whoa that's crazy blah blah, blah. so you also would have had at least like one or two months where like you're still in the monastery but edelgard's gone is that right mm -hmm. hmm. interesting yeah. Did you ever, before making the choice of joining her or not, did you have to fight her? Yes. Oh. That was with the initial thing of me being like, oh, shoot, she's <laughs> a bad guy, yeah. man. <laughs> Interesting. How was that I, battle I was like, not having Edelgard on your team? It was whatever, yeah. dude. I mean, she was like one of my best students, but she wasn't the best right. one, Bernadette was. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like, like losing her was like, whatever, man. Like, I don't care. Yep. Interesting. Man, yeah. S Okay, so it gave you the option. So she tried to frame her side pretty well. So do you think it seemed pretty even which side and you could go with? For the listeners also, yeah. who might not have played a whole lot, um, when we're saying like frame her side, we're talking about like these three alliances or kingdoms are at this monastery together mm -hmm. and it's being attacked repeatedly by like bad guys. <laughs> So yeah. this is the side she's trying to frame. <laughs> like, this is why I'm attacking a monastery. Yeah. So yeah. there we go. And that's what it is. It's like, they're so classist. And like, this is why things are how they are. And I want to destroy that and make everybody equal and like that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. um, and like, it's it, it just like, because well, again, I don't know. Do you guys go for it? Yeah, yeah. It? I, I want to know. All right. So Rhea is like your mom, child combination. What? Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Because like uh, Rhea's mom is uh, Sothis. Uh-huh. But huh. she also, when you were a baby, you're dying or whatever. Mm -hmm. And she saved you by putting Sothis essentially mm -hmm. inside of you. Yep. So that made me think, I'm like, but wait, 
She's like my mom child uh, <laughs> combination. Yeah. I can't kill her. Uh-huh. Well, I'm going to need a chart. Uh, so Sothis is Rhea's mom. Sothis yes. is the goddess. There's yes. a couple of children of the goddess that okay. happened. Um, Saros, who was the one at the first cutscene, oh. was Rhea. But oh. it was forever ago, blah, blah, blah. But like that was Rhea. And I don't know if it went into that in the Black Eagles thing. Um mm-hmm. But yeah, so there was her and some other ones. There were all sorts of factions split off, whatever. She's now going under the guise as Lady Rhea, but um, she missed her mom and stuff. And also like her, I guess her mom's power was dying out or something like that and all the stuff with Nemesis, blah, 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 blah. And so Lady Rhea was like, I'm going to put, yeah, Sothis in this baby. She she was like trying to put... So this and a lot like she like made children. Oh, like, I missed. They didn't talk like, about that part. And she was like trying to put them. She was trying to put so this in all of them, and they died. Was she? Because, oh, was she doing the bloodletting stuff or whatever? Like with the bad guys? Uh, kinda. Interesting. It was. It was like she was like trying to, and it wasn't like. I don't want to use that analogy because I don't even know if it will make sense <laughs> to you. Uh, but she was basically like, yeah. uh, like all these kids that she created. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's like, okay, well, this is going to be like your vessel or whatever. Up oh, that vessel died. Uh, this one, uh, that one yeah. died. Oh, this kid, he's dying. He's dying anyway. So let's try it with him. <laughs> huh. And they try it with him, and it worked. Yep. All right. Her, so Ray is not his with. biological mother. Just right. Is, okay. And Gerald still is dead. Like, yes. Straight up. Okay. Yep. But which even that I seems know, weird. I yeah, agree. I was like because like because you, you could have just said no. You could <laughs> be like, nah, that's not my dad. And then would that have changed the whole conversation? That's, we talked about <laughs> that. Looks, yeah. um, but yeah, I don't think so. It doesn't. Yeah, but it's interesting in any case. I man, okay, that's super curious. So skipping just so we're not like taking too long to talk about this stuff. Skipping kind of towards the end, the way that mine went. So blah blah blah. Pretty much, we were like in the Golden Deer. The time skip happens. We come back. Um, uh, at some point, I show back up in a town. The professor does, and then starts to go back to the monastery to defeat some thieves. After he like finds Claude or whatever, and then all these other people start showing up. All the classmates, and it's like, oh, here we go. And then pretty much through that process, we rebuild the monastery and plan to overthrow the empire. Mm. Is the idea. And then the most of the rest of the second half is slowly chipping away at overthrowing little bits and pieces of the empire and like slithering into this place and doing some stuff and then that stuff and this place, blah, blah, blah. All pretty straightforward plot wise until we get to it with just like kind of political thingies in there. And then we get to the Battle of Grander Field, which I think we all had. We I all did. came back mm-hmm. to. Did you have that, AJ? Yeah. Okay. Yep. So in that, Mitch and I did talk about this experience. Mm-hmm. I tried everything I could to not kill any of the blue lions because I was like, maybe I can team up with the blue lions. And they didn't let me not kill them because they tried to attack me and they murdered themselves. Um, but I still avoided as many as possible and killed all the black eagles and then found out I had to kill the blue lions in- anyway. So I did. <laughs> Only Dimitri. <laughs> yes, that's true. So a bunch of the other ones, it was like that person retreated or whatever. Um when I, I beat them, but then it was like, oh, I'm just retreating. So, but Dimitri like died, died. Like he was dead. And then everybody else retreated. I kept, keep going. Dimitri was like trying to help me. What? I remember that. Oh, he was like trying more. to help me. That's so He was like we, can, like, we can offer you some of our people to help you out in this fight. Help you do dude. what? But he did die. Um, To fight. To fight Aelgard and stuff? 
Yeah. I mean, I guess yeah, that yeah, makes yeah. sense that he would oh, trust. Because you weren't with Edelgard. Right. Okay. Yeah, he was. So, because that would make sense that he would trust the class that betrayed their own leader to, you know, mm. like, because that means, like, obviously they're upstanding and they're fighting for similar reasons the, that he is or something. Whereas in mine, he was just out for blood. Like, he uh, pretty much, like, as soon as the war started, the Battle of Granderfield, we were like, maybe they can help us. And he, he just goes, Kill them all. And we're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I still tried to avoid him, but like he just wanted to kill everybody. So, yeah. Poor uh, Dimitri. Man. But yeah, so then uh, just kind of finishing it off, we so finished that battle. Dudu survived. And then the next battle, like the next couple, we were trying to like beat Edelgard and those kinds of people and like working our way up the empire. And then um, Dudu shows up and he's like, I don't know if our motives are the same, but I also want to kill Edelgard. So like mm-hmm. might as well work together for at least this part. So he, he showed up by his lonesome in the, yep. the like Edelgard battle. Um, I managed to save him and then he just never showed up again, but like I beat Edelgard and this was the battle that Mitch and I were on our lunch break mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, I don't think this is the last one, but like maybe it is. But like, I don't know if I want to get those chests if this is the last one. Which, side note, the last one also had chests in it. Like, hmm. what was, whatever, it doesn't matter. I don't know if I want to get those chests if this is the last one. And Mitch was like, yeah, it is the last one. Because I was like, yeah, you can just tell me. And it turned out it was not the last one for me, but it had <laughs> been for him. So, that's weird. Yeah, yeah, beat Edelgard. And then it turned out long story short um she and hubert left a note behind that was like those who slither in the dark blah 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 blah. we Mm. want to like defeat them we've been working kind of with them but like don't want them around and they're bad um so even though we're gone and dead kill those who slither in the Mm. dark which is the like nemesis and uh tomas tomas the the person who was right pretending to be tomas Yeah. yeah exactly um so yeah, had to defeat Tomas, and then he brought back to life Nemesis. Had to defeat Nemesis. Whoa, yeah, so that real? was a fun fight. Yeah, Dang. Nem- what also, kind of weapon did he wield since he didn't have it was a sword? Every, they all had. This was really cool. It was him and his ten elites. They Ooh. were, um, oh, and they all had dark versions of um, different weapons. I think of all of my classes. Uh, like special weapons that's cool so that was really fun so like one of them like one of my uh claude's bow is the fail not and so one of them had fail not and then a little dark symbol or something mm, you know like the ten elites are the origins of the crests yeah. that have been passed down from generations yeah. so they all had the crest weapons and then they were all like levels 44 or 43 or something like that except high. for nemesis was level 60 oh dang dude oh, did you lose like, anyone in that last fight I didn't. No, I managed to. I was playing it super careful, and like it was, it was looking a little rough there for a minute. But there were still chests in that battle, which was just weird because it was the last battle. Did yeah, that is weird. Did Nemesis have like one health bar think, or what? He had one health the, bar. Yeah. Okay. That wasn't the last battle for me. Yeah. No. <laughs> so that's. I think that's the thing is that especially super different for everybody. What, so, did you have that battle, AJ? No. Okay. I, I didn't have that battle at all. So that was the long story short of mine. Now I'm curious to hear kind of you guys is like. Mm-hmm. quick paths of like what happened after the time skip yeah so after the time skip it was like this thing of like we're gonna like dismantle them from the inside out so we had like little like encounters with like her lackeys and whatnot were you uh, pretending so be to be part of her empire then no oh, okay 
Never mind. No, yeah, I thought no, you meant like spying, like, like being like. No, we're just like cutting them off at a little thing because they yeah. had their own thing going on. They're trying to like dismantle us bit by bit. Right. And we're mm. just like trying to get each other. Um, long story short, I beat Edelgard. We had the whole thing of like, ah, oh, my professor, I regret, blah, blah. Here's a note thing. And Hubert's like, we got a note. Get the note. Yep. Uh, so I get the note and like, oh man, slithers in the dark and all that nonsense. Uh-huh. Um, so then I had to fight them and all that stuff. Uh, and I had this thing where the last fight was basically a whole bunch of like, of the children or like, uh, like direct descendants of the children of the goddess or whatever, oh, and they all turned into it was like those dragon thingies that Rhea turned into. Yeah. Um, and like That's the thing cool. that I found weird is if you side with Edelgard, she like turns into it by choice, and she's like already like even when she's in her regular form, yeah. she's like talking like she's like all aggressive and evil and whatnot. Um, but now she like kind of got forced into it somehow. I don't remember how she got forced into mm-hmm. it, but I just remember her screaming a lot and her being like, I don't want to turn into this thing. And then she started attacking me and all my people. Hmm. Uh, and that's what happened. That's and then she got killed. Well, she didn't die, actually. No. But you beat her, and then she's like, oh, man, yep. like that was rough. I'm glad that we got through it. Gotcha. Was Tomas, or his, you know, not Tomas, but Tomas, was he in that battle, or um, did you be- defeat him earlier? I think I defeated him earlier, okay. but I don't remember. <laughs> the main thing about that last battle I remember is Rhea. Yeah. That was the, the, like, she was the big bad, the one that I had to beat Ooh. to end Oh, wait, oh, okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. I missed that. You said Rhea was the, she didn't, oh, because she was one of the children of the goddess, and you're, yeah. for some reason when you said Rhea earlier, I was thinking Edelgard. So Rhea, oh, yeah, yeah. you didn't, she didn't want to turn into a demonic beast thing, but right. had yeah. to be. Huh. Yeah. Did she like die die at the end then or did No, okay. no, 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 no. She was good. Gotcha. Interesting. Okay. And Edelgard you did have to defeat. Yes. Or before that battle. And she's gone. Okay. Yeah, rip her. Yep. Okay. Got you. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Man. So Yeah. What about so you? I'll go. So I'll start a bit before the time skip even. Um well, even before I get there. So those who slither in the dark seem to be like some of the main bad guys and maybe Edelgard and the Empire were kind of working with them to mm-hmm. take down the church. But those who slither in the dark have like even more motives beyond that, yep. like darker things. Mm-hmm. Edelgard sounds like maybe she wants to bring upon a peaceful empire and like the ends justify the means mm. and the church is bad and, and to make way for the good, got to get rid of the church. Yeah. And she's just working right. with those who slither in the dark to make that happen. Yep. So in the blue line route, you learn nothing about those who slip through the dark <laughs> at all. <laughs> so uh, you just pretty much know like Edelgard bad and you think she's doing all the stuff. Yeah. Um, so I'll start a bit before the time skip because yeah. it's, it's important to know Dimitri because he changes drastically. Yeah. Uh, so earlier I mentioned that I was attracted to the Blue Lions because Dimitri was like that nice virtuous. Hair and you were like, oh nice yeah. Hair, yeah. <laughs> and uh, no, he just seemed to have, he was super level headed. He was like going to be the king when he grew up but he was like for the people and just like all around good dude like Mm -hmm. caring and like he was just great and so like he was very like invested in his classmates and in his studies and in his training and like wanted the best for his people 
So you get to know them over the months. And then like maybe after some ball or something, you get some one-on-one time with Dimitri and it's playing like this celebratory music and you're just getting to talk to him some. And uh, you're like, you know, what do you want, Dimitri? Like out of life, you know, do you want to be king and stuff? And he's like, well, I am going to have to be king, blah, blah, blah. Looking forward to that, I guess, whatever. And, uh, but I really came to the officer's academy for, and then like the, cheery music just cuts out and he's like for revenge <laughs> it's like and if you've been with the blue lions for several months now yeah like i'm talking like you know 20 hours or something like that this is like whoa where is this coming from <laughs> so a little backstory dimitri's parents like his whole family was killed in the tragedy at dusker dusker it was i understand kind of a vassal state of fargus so um they were like part of it but not fully part of it and uh, after the tragedy at Dusker where his king, the father, and the mother were killed, uh, there was retaliation and like most of the Dusker people were wiped out. Mm-hmm. Um, and only a, a small few remain and they are not trusted like whatsoever. Uh, people wiped out the Duskerians because they believed that they perpetrated the tragedy at Dusker and killed the king and queen. Mm. Uh, Dimitri doesn't fully believe this. He came to the Academy to find out more about who might have really perpetrated it. Uh, that's also why Dudu is so loyal to Dimitri, because Dudu is from Dusker. And mm-hmm. Dimitri saved Dudu from being killed with the rest of the Dusker people nice. when they were being retaliated against. Um, so you've got Dimitri, who's normally level-headed, but then they're starting to show this, like, he's cracking a little bit. Like, he's showing his real yeah. motives there. Um then fast forward to one of the last missions before the time skip. It's revealed that Edelgard is the Flame Emperor, and the Flame Emperor is mm-hmm. taking credit for the tragedy at Dusker. Mm. Dimitri has like close ties to Edelgard, really cares about Edelgard. Not he, for long. He just breaks. <laughs> like he goes on like a bloodlust rampage and kills like all the bad soldiers around him yeah. and whatnot and tries to get Edelgard and she gets away. Um, but from that point on, he's just like a totally different person. And then you get to the time skip and you find him in the monastery. And at first he's, he's just like sitting in the shadows, all defeated and whatnot. Um, and then you kind of rouse him and you get the same kind of welcome back thing where you're fighting off bandits and all the students mm-hmm. come and try and help. And then he's like, where's to do? And he's like, to do is dead. So like one of my favorite characters gets straight up killed. Wait, to do is dead. To do is dead. Straight up Rip, ki- dude. killed oh, no. with no screen Rip, time after the time skip. And this is interesting. Like one of Dimitri's probably one of the only people he can really yeah. trust and his closest friend. In I a mean, way. and you might've also like just gameplay wise, you might've kind of built strategy around him. I did. <laughs> <laughs> and he gets replaced. He protected him for so I, long. You could have just let him get ripped. <laughs> well, he was ripped. That's yeah. for sure. He was my fortress. <laughs> he was my fortress knight. So he did really good for like the first two turns. And uh-huh. then I never saw him again because yep. he was way in the back. Cause yep. he was so dang that slow. Was, I told you Hilda was the same way for me for a long time until I finally got her on a wyvern. But that battle, <laughs> the one where like, oh, everybody's coming back after the time skip. Um, everybody like was making their way towards the middle. And then every turn I'd go and be like, all right, you've moved, you've moved, you've moved. Everybody's moved. Why isn't it the enemy's turn yet? And then I'd go a bit like, <laughs> oh, Hilda, it's still 
all the way in the corner and I could move for like two spaces and like doop, doop, doop. and then every single turn I was like how come I'm not done yet <laughs> that was why yep. uh, so yeah. that was to do and uh, I mentioned earlier that I didn't really care much for to do anyway he was just a flat character but you learned that a lot of that was like because of what he endured and mm. seeing like almost all of his people get killed and you eventually like he starts to show like some more of his like gentle side and what he wants out of life and his ambitions and stuff like that and so you you get close to to do if you bother building bonds with them yeah. and they just straight up kill him just kill him Man. post time skip and they replace him with gilbert who i didn't like initially oh, and yeah. still kind of don't like yeah. um there's more into that but it's well, do they detract. just give him the same level and stuff as gilbert it, like, uh gilbert is designed like to do like okay. he was a fortress knight coming in because yeah. he was a knight of the church so it kind of made sense yeah um, anyway, Still. so, um, at this point, like all the students right together is like, what should we do? Uh, the empire has like taken over almost everything. The Alliance is having their own civil war because some of them want to back the empire. Some of them want to back the kingdom. Mm -hmm. So they're fighting amongst themselves and the students are like, we should try and save the people in the kingdom because the empire is attacking them and we need to save them. And Dimitri's like, we have to kill Edelgard and everyone who blah, blah, blah. So, like, everyone is trying to temper Dimitri a bit, but he is the king, so he makes all the decisions. Yeah. So, uh, basically, for the next couple months, you're, like, kind of incidentally helping people along the way, but you are, like, trekking for do you, Edelgard. Do you feel like in your... So, Claude, for mine, was very much like, well, here's what I think we should do, but what do you think, Teach? Like, was... It was always kind of his outlook or whatever, like even at his most like, I don't know, whatever the word is, that was kind of his his yeah. thing was like, yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm going to do this and like you can stand in my way and we'll just have to do different things at that point. But what do you think, teach? <laughs> was that not the case for <laughs> Absolutely it? not. Dimitri was like single minded and you were with him yep. or you were against him. Yeah. And like that was it. Funny. And he was even like willing to use the students as like if you die fighting, then that's just the way it is. Like he was just cold and detached yeah. at that point. Wow. Um, and as time progressed, he kind of like opens up a little bit and you learn that he's just like harboring the deaths of his parents and now like even more people. And he feels like his own hands are blood soaked. And so there's yeah. like no coming back for him. Um, and that's kind of where you see him at Grander mm -hmm. and uh, before Grander which is where all three of the armies fight in one battle. Um, I think a messenger was sent to the Alliance mm -hmm. to try and arrange something, right, yeah. and the messenger ended up dead. So Dimitri took that as, like, Claude killed the messenger. Claude is not interested in, like, joining forces against the Empire, when really there's no proof mm -hmm. that they did it. It's just a dead messenger like the Empire could have done it and made it look like that. Super easy to manipulate Unless Dimitri Unless it was a messenger from Ocarina of Time, in which case you can't even catch oh up with God. him no matter what you do anyway, so... So frustrating. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so going into the Grander, he wasn't going to be friends with Claude or anybody. So unfortunately, I had to kill all the Golden Deer people as well, except for Hilda and Claude. They escaped. Um, Did you ever see them again? Ripped, dude. Yeah, yeah, we do, okay. actually. And I'll, I'll get to that in a bit. So um, eventually, you know, Dimitri is still pretty bullheaded at this point. But then there's like a turning point when a main character... Uh, okay, so let me back up just a bit. After one of the main battles, you save some villagers, mm -hmm. and one of them is like, I want to stick around and help. And Dimitri's like, all right, as long as you're helpful, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, and the villager's like, I want to avenge my brother. And Dimitri's like, I understand what vengeance is like. Like, you can stick along. And it's just like a villager <laughs> at this point. And then after another one of the battles, um, 
the villager shows up and is like, I want to avenge my brother and lunges to stab Dimitri. And so another main character jumps in the way and like takes it and dies and they have to take away the villager. Apparently Dimitri, after the time skip at some point, had like killed some bandits or something Mm -hmm. and that was her brother. And so that's like the turning point for Dimitri where he's like, this is where vengeance has gotten this person. Where is vengeance taking me? Mm. And so Wait, he's which like, of your main characters died then? It was Felix's dad. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So a main character, but yeah. not a playable character. Gotcha. Um, which, you know, whatever. But yeah. um, Oh, <laughs> <Whatever>. Felix's dad. <laughs> there is also a battle where once you advance a certain point, you get like flanked by a whole bunch of people. And uh-huh. then after another turn of that, Dudu shows up Aww. and he's not really dead. Yeah. Yeah. He made it. Nice. He's like super scarred in the face, but yeah. uh, he didn't do anything that badly either because he was still a fortress knight. <laughs> he was way in the back, but I was so happy he was alive. So anyway, that was a turning point for Dimitri yeah. where he's like, I'm going to extend the branch of peace to Edelgard even. And he's wow. going to, instead of like seeking vengeance on Edelgard, he's going to go save his own people. So they were like super close to the capital. So he like beelined and went back to the kingdom to Mm -hmm. prioritize saving them instead. Um, And so like Dimitri's back to his old self, probably even better. Mm -hmm. And then you had the final fight, like with Edelgard and she is, she is monstrous. It's Mm. the same place where you had your final fight, but she's like in the form of like some grotesque being. Okay. Uh, She's doesn't look like the regular dark beasts. She's like, yeah, right. Humanoid ish. But she okay. can throw. Oh, she like transformed. Yeah, yeah, she transformed. Wow. And her little cutscene before that was like, basically, I don't want to do this, but I have to do this. Like, this is a small price to pay to make whatever happen. Yeah. Um. Still have no idea who those who slither in the dark are. But I. You never ran into Tomas again and killed him or anything. Uh. Not. Oh yeah. Let's back up for that. So <laughs> those who slither in the dark. Yeah. I understand were important for mm. uh, golden eagles, right. or golden deer, golden deer, and black also eagles. for yep. black eagles. <laughs> So there's a few characters who will like transform, Mm -hmm. I guess, who have like been pretending to be someone they're not. Mm -hmm. Well, in Blue Lions, you kill one of those characters before they even reveal that they're a bad guy. Was it? it Tree is doing his like bloodlust thing, and he's like, "No, there's no forgiveness for you." So like one of the main bad guys you kill without knowing his significance, like almost at all, which is hilarious to me after hearing your guys. It's not Tomas, and it's not. No, it's like Lord Arendelle or something. Like never met him. I think it's no clue. I think it's. I heard that name, but I'm so removed. That's all right. Like names are outside of my house. (laughs) I think it's Edelgard's uncle or something (laughs) like that. Interesting. So at this point, it was like someone posing as Edelgard. So so he was an Empire general, right? But we didn't know he was a Slither in the Dark, like head honcho. So that was just humorous to me that that's how that went down. Um, But anyway, Edelgard is is monstrous when you Mm -hmm. fight her. And so you defeat her. She has like four health bars. Yeah. Oh, wow. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah she was bonkers, That's man. how uh, Rhea was for me. Yeah. yeah. I will say that whole the bunch um, main guy, Nemesis, didn't have uh, multiple health bars, but you had to beat all of the 10 other guys. You couldn't just beeline mm-hmm. it for him. You had to beat all the 10 other elites before you could fight him that's and how he had that's a, how rare it was oh, too nice. <laughs> <laughs> you had to you had to beat all the dragon thingies yep uh to make her weaker and that's then you go and fight her and she still has a whole bunch of health yep. oh dang but yeah when wasn't i great when i fought, when i like actually went to attack him pretty much the only thing that did damage was this was the sword of the creator which i Ooh. thought was mm. nice and you know topical and stuff so appreciate I that used that and then healed him up and then waited for the other guy's turn to attack me he missed me, and I just said to him, I was like, there you go. It's dramatic. That's, okay. So, I'll, interesting. Just, yeah. I know I've talked a lot. 
I'm super into this. I love the blue lines. Uh, almost done. So you defeat Edelgard. It works. It, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she like shed her shadowy appendages yep. and things like that and became her old self. And Dimitri's extends the olive branch of peace and is like, you know, yep. we can come back from this, that kind of thing. And like in her eyes, I think you can tell she's thinking about it. And then like real quick, she like, sh- you hear just like a sheet noise, like, you know, metal unsheathing or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you... Like it does like a flashback and it shows the knife that Dimitri gave her like sticking out of Dimitri's breastplate oh, and then no. Dimitri has like stabbed her with his lance. Wow. Which is super sad. So I think. Did he die from that? No. He okay. like pulls it out. Yeah. And uh, she falls over dead. Wow. So, um, not sure exactly where that's coming from. Like hmm. if she, she knew she was defeated or if she was just being stubborn or if she didn't like want to put Dimitri through more than he'd already been through. Cause she was like having some lingering yeah. feelings from their childhood too. Cause mm-hmm. he kind of appealed to that a bit. I don't really know what to make of that, but I think, uh, I really enjoyed that. It's interesting too. Cause like, I feel like, like Claude was important for sure in our story, but I feel like the professor was very like, it sounds to me like Dimitri was more important in your story mm. compared yeah, to the professor <laughs> than the professor was. Like in mine, the professor was just the most important character Interesting. Yeah, by same. a lot. Same. Interesting. Oh, back to Claude. Sorry. Again. Yeah. Um, so we did see Claude again. Mm-hmm. Um, he sent a messenger to us petitioning for our urgent help. Okay. And um, when you arrived, you kind of he's he's put himself in a defensive position and allowed people into the city. And in doing that, you get to, like, pincer attack the enemy, kind of. And uh, apparently, mm-hmm. like, you talk to Claude about it afterwards, and he's like, you put yourself in an awfully vulnerable position. Do you really trusted us to come that much? And Claude was like, I knew you'd do the right thing in the end. And then <laughs> Claude, like, relinquished the alliance. He's like, I've got some other things that I want to do. Mm-hmm. Like, the things are already in motion to have the alliance, like, be absorbed back into the kingdom yeah. again. So that's nice. that's how that wraps up. Yeah, Claude's a good guy. I'll say. I like Claude. He's he's a pretty good guy. Yeah, he's he was sketchy. <laughs> <laughs> he was. He's all right. He's all yeah. right now. <laughs> okay, that very interesting. Last thing on all this that I'm just curious about: How do you guys feel? Because we mentioned it a little bit, um, not on the air, but Mitch and I talked about it the other day. Um, the relationships thing and marriage mm-hmm. and all that. Like thoughts on on any of that. AJ, do you have any thoughts? Because I kind of know what Mitch's are. Um. Not really. It, like, it kind of seems inconsequential mm-hmm. yeah. uh, to me, because especially after the only other Fire Emblem game I've ever played and didn't finish being Fire <laughs> Emblem Awakening. And you like the relationships thing has such a bigger impact mm-hmm. on your gameplay because you make children and they fight with yeah. you. Oh, dang. <laughs> um, but in this case, it just is like flavor text. Yeah. Essentially. And I think it's like, oh, yeah, you, you like this person better buffs to each other <laughs> in battle. <laughs> yeah. It's like. I think about it. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, but even then, it's like that happens with other people you rank up anyway. Yeah, right, exactly. It's just more so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, I don't know, it just feels kind of weird. Yeah. I was like trying to figure it because, again, I, the only other one I played was that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what's what's up with that, man? When I start making kids, man, what's going on? <laughs> Who did you try uh, and romance? Um, Dorothea. Okay. Okay. Yep. Because she was a. Uh, she was the one that I made the dancer. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice. And then Same. she was just really useful. And it was, yeah. Who'd you make your dancer? Um, <laughs> it, it's either Marion or Marianne or uh, Marianne, <laughs> but that sounds very like Marianne, like Southern. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. um, she she does like, like horses. Um, yeah. <laughs> True. 
she's like a chorus person she's like a singer and i was like oh, okay it makes sense that you're yeah, a dancer then that yep. absolutely makes sense for sure yeah i i wished that we'd had just like one or two chapters where it's mm. like you are together or whatever during the gameplay yeah. for some reason like not that i don't want it to be to the level of awakening and from what i hear um uh what echoes shadow of valencia or whatever like i think those were like really dating sim dating sim kind of things mm-hmm. i could be wrong about that but i'm pretty sure um whereas this i just would like just a little bit more than it was where it's not like and you were married like, afterwards like i feel like this game is almost even more dating simmy in the mm-hmm. sense that you have to do more of that sort of thing like go out tea time you know like that's <laughs> true like, just without you're still the building rewards a relationship. yeah exactly <laughs> that's right? i think what so i want like, yes you do all the same stuff, but you don't get rewarded yep. for it yep. in uh, in this game as much mm-hmm. until the end, where it's like you're you like each other, you're married. Here's text. You, <laughs> you did this thing at the end of the game. Yep. It's like exactly. This feels pointless. Yep. Mitch, any last thoughts on that? Yeah, it, it was disappointing. It, it did feel a little fruitless. Like I spent time romancing certain character, and mm-hmm. then like just wasn't much of a payoff there. I. Well, there was. I think I was just let down. So the regular Bond conversations, for the most part, I thought were great between the professor and the people a little bit, but mm-hmm. more so between the established characters. Right. I yeah. really enjoyed seeing those Bonds build. Um, so yeah. if, if I didn't know that there was like a romancing option, I probably wouldn't be disappointed. That's but, a good point. Yeah. Yeah. If it was just relationships growing, friendships growing, understanding characters, character development. Like, yeah. yeah. That's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. But yeah, just getting into the epilogue was kind of yeah. Bleh. I like, did enjoy ta-da. the like pairings at the end, where it was yeah, at the end of a movie. Like, what happens to the characters twenty years mm-hmm. from now? Like, that was fun, and yep. I understand that depending on bonds, that can change as well. Oh, interesting. So that's that's interesting. Fan theory that I came up with. Um, you know how maybe you guys didn't run into this in your playthroughs. You know how Ignatz like wants to be a painter and stuff, and I like he probably mentioned it in like flavor text and you guys mm. think but it was a big deal in mind where he like he's coming to school to be a knight but re- that that's just because his family needs somebody to be a knight to pay the bills kind of a thing <laughs> but really he wants to be an artist and a painter um i think that all the paintings that we see at the beginning of each chapter i think ah. that's his paintings that's nice. what i'm choosing to believe because it's fun i appreciate <laughs> that so there you go um all right we've talked about that a long time any closing thoughts on this you guys um, I wish my save didn't get deleted. You know what I mean? True, uh, but it's also my fault. So yeah. true. <laughs> it's just a good excuse to do the playthrough if you ever decide to. Yeah, yeah, but that's a sixty dollars playthrough at this point. Yeah. I had to pay for it the first time, that's but now point. I do. That's I mean, point. I can give you my login stuff again. You can play through it that way again. Yeah, but then I gotta I coordinate know. with you again, and that's not fun. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, uh, I really enjoyed it, and mm-hmm. I think when they release the next patch, I think they're going to release another patch for free with the ludicrous difficulty. Yep. Probably give that a try with another one of the houses. See how that goes. Yeah. That's fun. But I really enjoyed it. I just put like 70-something hours into it, and uh, it's a great game. Yep. Same. Yeah. I agree with everything you guys said, except for the save data. I have my own save data because I <laughs> bought it myself with my own money. <laughs> Because Nintendo rip. didn't send it to us, and I was yeah, rip, dude. What's up with that, man? Yeah, What's up, similarly, Nintendo? you didn't get Astral Chains, right? I mean, if you could, I mean, but I'm still going to play that though. Yeah. Uh, but what's up, Nintendo? Yeah. If you would have told me, like, hey, you're going to get Marvel's Ultimate Alliance for Fire Emblem, I'd pick Fire Emblem <laughs> probably. 
You got to build up your bond. Your That's bond right. level's probably true. just like a C. You got to get... True. Mm. Something That's true. Got to build it back up, because before they were sending me everything. <laughs> <laughs> so, that... Okay, if you looked at our timestamps, this is where you got to. You, uh... Hey, you... Hi, hello. It's like no time even happened. What what you talking about, Willis? Uh, we're getting... Our, obviously, we spent a lot of time already talking about this, so we're going to go through some of the news things a little fast and then get to the rest of the show just kind of the regular way, but just go through it a little bit faster for some of the things. Um, but nevertheless, yep. here's some new stuff. Here we go. First thing, very important, Untitled Goose Game got announced with a date, or it just, it just got a date. <laughs> yeah, it got a date. <laughs> uh, it's coming out September 20th for $15 on like, sale How much money do they expect people to have? Oh my like, goodness! What, September. What's going on? Yeah, you're saying that's too September much. September 20th. No, sorry, I thought you meant for Goose Game. That was too much. <laughs> no. no, no, no. I just mean everything is coming out on September 20th. Yeah, it's they got Link's Awakening coming out on that day. Yep. Nino Cooney. Uh, yeah, Nino Cooney. They got the Switch Lite yep. coming out on that day. I think a lot of the Amiibos are coming out on that mm. day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just here's what I'm crazy. wondering. Um, and yeah, it'll be it's twenty dollar game, but it'll be on sale for fifteen dollars. Uh, I guess maybe just yeah, as the a pre buy. Both the both of the uh, Pokemon Amiibo, the oh, uh, yeah. Squirtle, Ivysaur, they're coming out on September twentieth. Nice. Uh, and then Link's Awakening, and then that amiibo. So if you even if you just buy those things that we mentioned, that's like five hundred dollars. Yeah. Oh dang, that's a lot. So here's my question to you guys with this: Why do we think Untitled Goose Game got so so popular? And I I've got a little bit of a theory on like why it's delayed and or why it took so long to come out and things. But I don't know, just like the whole culture around this. What do you guys make of it? Because it's dumb and funny. Like, I, I think that that's all it really takes. It's like, I want to play a game about a, di- a goose mm-hmm. that doesn't have a title. That is now the title. I'm down with <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> yeah. What do you think, Mitch? Yeah, there's something special about that. Uh, well, my fear is that people support it because it's ridiculous. And then when the rubber meets the road and it's time to buy it, they're going to be like, uh, $15 for this. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Like it, It's just ridiculous. But along the same lines that like Goat Simulator is ridiculous. I don't know if you've been to the Nintendo store to look at that little trailer video. There's some, I mean, you're like a goat on a jetpack. You can be on the moon. Mm, you it's can, like it's, yeah. it's crazy. There's nonsensical things. So um, I'm sure there's something to that. Yep. Um, but yeah, I think them putting it out on the twentieth is what is going to make that happen. I yeah, I want to play this game, but on the same day as Link's Awakening, yeah. I don't know about that. I mean, <laughs> like, at this even point, if it's I got, get it for free, I don't know if I'm going to pick that yeah. up. Yeah, at this point, it's got so much like hype behind it and buzz around it that I think it'll it'll do fine. It'll once it shows up on the top sellers list, I think it'll be all right. And the fact that it's releasing pretty soon after it was it was given a date like if they were like it's coming out january 39th we'd be yeah. like oh, okay <laughs> uh, and then by that time you have a little bit forgotten about it but right now like it's around a pretty high time so here's here's my theory with it i think it wasn't going to be that in depth of a game like that it was mm-hmm. like fun theory and like fun you know stuff in in theory but as far as like practicality goes it was just going to be sort of you know not that much stuff going on and then everybody, <laughs> I said Theory, and Siri thought I said her name. Also, that's that was your phone, so apparently our voices are that similar. Mm. That's funny. Um, so 
I feel like once they saw how much hype was up around it, they were like, oh, crap. Like, we've <laughs> got to make this game good now. Like, it was probably already going to be fine, but just kind of small. And especially it being on sale from the get-go, like... I feel like it now, I think it is going to be good now, but they're really like hedging their bets where they're like, Ooh, mm. I hope we meet the expectations and uh, all that stuff. But I think, I mean, it on, looks pretty fun on one hand. Yeah. How can you not meet the expectations? But, <laughs> but on, on the, the other, other hand, hand, how can, can you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I know Grim Hain is not looking forward to this game. I mean, he's just, yeah. I mean, we might as well read the, those that questions funny, yeah. now. That was uh, from discord. So this is from the Q&A section, but we're grabbing it early. Uh, Grimhane said, why are people so hyped for Goose Game? And Justin said, dude, how are you not hyped for Goose Game? <laughs> Patar35 said, Goose Game has a release date. Same day as Link's Awakening. Will y'all find time to play this odd game or will it get lost in the shuffle? It's going to get lost um, just because like and not because I don't want to play this game because I do want to play this game. Yeah, same. But big major triple-a games get lost in the show big triple-a games get lost because i'm still playing smash brothers <laughs> so you really think that i'm not gonna that i'm gonna play goose game when i had to play Link's awakening uh -huh. that also was still competing with uh smash brothers that also was probably going to be competing with astro chain that i will certainly not be done with by yeah. the 20. i will say for this one uh nintendo's been difficult at giving us review co review copies or i mean it's never review copies but i mean kind of yeah. but um yeah, yeah. Indie devs. They were random. They, uh, yeah. like, because it's not like they're doing any less. Yeah. Because they still like, hey, you want to go to New York to do this right. thing? Hey, here's this code yeah. or whatever. It's just random mm -hmm. stuff where they're like, ah, nah, we don't have that <laughs> one. But that said, indie games are typically pretty good. The times that I've reached out yeah, for indie those games are easy. is pretty easy. Right, so right, right. I'll I'll reach out for sure and I hopefully will we'll get a code and then I'll definitely play it if yeah. I get it for free. If I have to pay mm -hmm. for it. Among all the other things that I have to pay for, I don't know if that's going to happen immediately, but um, we'll see. Yeah, man. Untitled Goose Game. Sorry. What a time. It'll be fun. Uh, moving on to the next news bits. Uh, this is a whole bunch of games that got announced this week. I even forgot to put some in here, but I'll try to remember them. Um, There's so I'm many curious games, which ones dude. you're looking at, Mitch. He's going, oh, with his face. Yeah. Uh, Disney's remaking Lion King and Aladdin. Um, along with Digital Eclipse and Nighthawk Interactive, and it'll release for $30 on October 29th, including several versions of the games. Long story short... Not the SNES version of Lion yeah, King, though. That's is, weird. Um, no, I think, yes, SNES version of Lion King, not SNES version of Aladdin. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. it's Aladdin. Oh, never mind. Not Rift <laughs> That one's fine. Those are notoriously difficult, one. right? Lion King especially I is the one. AJ disagrees because he be... I yeah, wonder, is there any chance, AJ, that. that you... Okay, there was a there was a time when I was like five... No, 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 like eight. And I remember thinking back and I was like... At the time, I was like, man, I stayed up all night playing this game on Windows 95. Blah, 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 blah. And then I realized like several years later that I probably really stayed up till like 10 p.m. But that was like late a lot later than yeah. i normally did so i was like right. wow i stayed up so late it was all night but really it wasn't is there any chance that it was that kind of thing where you're like i beat the whole game but it was like 
You really actually didn't, but you thought you did? <laughs> no, okay. no, 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 no. Because, like, I've since gone back to, like, watch playthroughs uh-huh. of this thing, and I distinctly remember every bit and piece yeah. of this game. Uh, <laughs> I think it's more so a case of kids having better reflexes, yeah. and when this game comes out, I'll probably suck at it. And also the fact that kids are, like, obsessive with media, yes. where it's like, I probably watched Lion King 15 times. I'm not even going to... I couldn't watch a movie more than once now. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, I saw, I saw half of this movie. I'm never watching it again yeah um so i think it was also that also contributed to it but i just think it's weird that people that were also kids when this game came out were like this game's impossible because <laughs> like it wasn't that hard there was one part of the game that i hated and it was the like the whole hakuna matata uh no 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 it was just can't wait to be king oh the, I hear- it was like bogged like yeah. the monkey part where they throw, mm, it was like i've heard that the hit the detection the hit detection was weird yep. um but other than that it was like it wasn't that hard yeah, I think that's that's been most of the complaints that I've heard is just like weird hit detection spots where like you're jumping on logs in water and they don't realize it's like, no, I definitely jumped on that. Where it's like, it's as opposed to like Celeste where you're like, obviously I did something wrong there or those right. kinds of games. This was like, no, you did something wrong. Like, I, I got it. I should have gotten that. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's interesting. And it comes out on my birthday. That's fun. I don't really care about them enough as far as my birthday Everybody goes. Everybody buy Parker, Lion King, and Aladdin. Yeah. Everybody. There's a bunch of versions, so that's a... I realized just now, the next one is the one Mitch is really excited about. Castle Crashers, releasing September 17th for $15. Yes, I'm super excited for Castle Crashers. I played the snot out of that. Oh, man, it's such a great couch co-op game. And it's uh, just like whimsical and fun and obnoxious. I've never played it. I'm excited. Uh, I'll play it with you. Yeah. That's good. Is that online? Is that online yeah. multiplayer? Yes, it is. Oh, uh, that probably means that we're going to end up streaming. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> good point. And although it comes <laughs> out, it's the Tuesday before Link's Awakening and all that stuff. So, oh, never mind. We're not streaming <laughs> that, Rip Dude. That's all right. Yeah. Solid Maybe, soundtrack yeah, too. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. I actually didn't see Castle Crashers on the list. Oh, uh, you I saw was the O-facing for bottom oh, one. We'll watch. Be, uh, yep. Sorry, we skipped one. Hey, you know what? It's come all right. back to it. Um, then the last two ones that I have on this list, but not the last one that I just remembered, uh, Risk of Rain 2 and Bulletstorm Duke of a Switch, both Shadow dropped today, which is yesterday if you're listening on the day this came out. Uh, Friday the, the 30th. It's out. Whatever. They're $30 each. Um, Risk of Rain 2 is that game. You know about it. And Bulletstorm Duke of a Switch actually... I mean, not as far as like game graphics wise looks great. I saw a little bit of the, like the first gameplay of it and I watched it and it looks pretty solid. Um, I don't care about first person shooters. So how dare whatever. you, how dare you, how but, dare you. <laughs> me either. I don't yeah. either. <laughs> so that's up. And then the last one as well is um, Mega Man Z collection, Mega Man ZX, whatever, all that stuff yeah. coming out yeah. whenever that's coming out. I forgot because I didn't write it down. There you go. So they're probably going to put the Battle Network games on there. Yep. Which Bob hates. Bob hates those games. Somebody uh, was theorizing, because they've got another one. You know, last year they announced Mega Man 11 during one of their, like, we're going to talk about Mega Man X Collection or something like that, whatever. Right. Um, They've got another one of those presentations coming up. So, could be that they announce. give me Mega Man X9, my guy. For some people, that's the one that I wanted (laughs) instead of Mega Man 11. Because Mega Man 11 is like, why are you not just Mega Man X9? You know what I'm saying? Uh, next up, next things. Sorry we're rushing through these, but uh, uh, Astral Chain is out now. Reviews look pretty yep. good. All that stuff. Um, and I, I resigned myself to not playing this game because I was like, I literally just said at the end of the video, hey, you guys be cool with me making more Pokemon videos. You want more Pokemon videos? How about more Pokemon <laughs> videos? And people are like, yeah, sure. Let's have more Pokemon videos. And then I'm going to make an Astral Chain video yeah. the week after that. No, that's dumb. So I was just like, I don't need to play this. Yep. 
And then my aunt, she was like, yo, I got Astro Chain. <laughs> and I was like, okay. She's like, you need to play Astro Chain here. Put my account on your, on your Switch. I'm like, all right. Nice. Uh, it's like, I guess I'm playing Astro Chain. Okay, well, good stuff. Um, so maybe the week after this week, yep. possibly the week after that, mm-hmm. I'll make a video about Astro Chain. Nice. I told Lizdrin. Because he DM'd me. was like, yo, are you talking about Astro Chain? Because I don't want to buy it unless I know that either you or Bob like oh, it. Oh, okay. And I was like, nah, I don't think I'm going to do yep. that. And then after that, I was like, nah, I think I'm going to do <laughs> yep. that. I'm going to do that. That's, I mean, yeah, I can respect that for sure, Lizjin. Because, like, there's people, everybody that's, or the, the, like, two preview conversations I've seen about Damon X Machina so far are ones that I just, I don't know that I really, it's not that I don't trust the person talking about it. It's just that I know that I don't see you don't, eye to like, eye anyway. So it's them. like, yeah, it doesn't yeah, really yeah. matter what you say about it. Cause it's, it's not going to really be, you know, coincidental. Right, Cause like they love all the games that you hate. And yeah. Hate that kind of thing. Like, the, time, like the times says, they yeah. talk about games that I like, I'm like, yeah, it feels like you're being nitpicky about the things that I don't care about. Like that's not to say that you can't care about them or whatever. Um, like one of them was, uh, Nintendon got to talk about it and stuff. And it was, I read some of this stuff and I was like, I just, you know, like any of the other talk, times that he talks about games, fully respect his opinion, but it just doesn't really line up with mine. So mm. it doesn't matter too much. Yeah. So I'm curious to hear more from more people about those, about that game and hopefully get a demo and that kind of stuff to see if it's going right. to be something I'm into or not. But I'm curious. I think the biggest thing is just like one consistency and the ability to like, really break down why you have this opinion yeah. and it doesn't necessarily like because there's certain things that's like ah, i don't like stuff like that because that's just dumb mm-hmm. and you know off the <laughs> bat it's like oh okay if it's like a systems heavy rpg thing like that's not something i'm going there right. for right yeah. um and like as long as somebody is like clear about that and then they break down the stuff that they don't mm-hmm. like even if it is a genre that you like that they don't yeah. or vice versa you can still see what their opinion like you can hear their opinion and base yours off of that and say, okay, they didn't like this, but they explained what that is and why they didn't like yep. it. So I will like that and I'm going to buy yep. that. <laughs> yeah, there were plenty of things like in the Mario Maker 2 um, when, I mean, we talked about it when that game was coming out, but the game explained conversations around that was a lot of things where it's like, this thing isn't as good as in Mario Maker 1. And I'm like, that's totally fine. But it's also yeah, not stuff that I really of, care about or whatever. You know, like a right. couple of those kinds of things. Because it wasn't something that you played. Like yeah. for them, a lot of the stuff that they're like, oh, I don't like this about Mario Maker 2 mm-hmm. because it's not like as whimsical and crazy uh-huh. and weird. But like you never even experienced <laughs> that. So like you don't need the crazy yeah. and weird because it's only referential. Right. It's like, oh, yeah, I remember when that game uh-huh. did that. Now it's just like more about function yeah. and function's fine too. Yeah, exactly. And so that's... And none of that is to diminish anybody's specific opinion, but it's just to say that, like... No, I'm diminishing everybody's oh, opinion, especially Bob's. You're stupid. You're dumb. <laughs> All right? You hear me? Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> Asshole Chain's out now. Reviews are good. Some people are review bombing it, apparently, um, because it's... Pretty much, it seems like there's people review bombing it with zeros because it's only on... Because it's a Switch exclusive. Oh, yeah. That and does, so then people surprising. are fighting that back with giving it all tens because you yeah. know whatever mm-hmm. but which also won't even out correctly anyway but it doesn't matter but don't worry about those just look at the real reviews yeah if you user want. reviews don't matter yeah. they don't matter just look at their just listen Especially to people that exclusive. you know i mean like lizard said you know like listen to people that you know you respect and agree listen with listen to me <laughs> so that's you know uh the last news bit that we've got here is uh is a leak that seems pretty much for sure uh overwatch coming to switch that's pretty cool. What? But Overwatch could have never ran on Switch, though. What about that? I like this happens so often, <laughs> where it's like, and you know, because yeah. you've been subscribed to this channel, yep. where for 
ever ago. I'm like, this game's coming to Switch. It will work. It'd be perfect. And then people in the comments and people in tweets and all that stuff on the internet are like, I can't do that. The Switch isn't powerful enough. Blah, blah, blah. So, so you know, yep. the uh, armchair computer engineers. Yeah. And I'm like, nah, this is dumb. You're dumb. <laughs> uh, it's coming to Switch. And lo and behold, here we yep. are. You know? You know what I mean? I do know what you mean. You know what I mean? <laughs> if The Witcher can make it onto the Switch, I have faith that they could put almost anything on. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and there's so there's so many examples like that. It happens so many times because at first that was Rocket League, and then it was uh, what Doom. Uh, what is it? Doom, and now it's The Witcher. Yeah. Where Skyrim. every and for me. Mm -hmm that too but even like they, the asterisk with that is like oh that's a xbox 360 game or whatever um but for me it's more so like if breath of the wild can <laughs> run on switch yeah then your game can run on switch it's not about like uh if, if if you can run the game on a cpu level like if it's able to handle your systems mm -hmm. the graphics don't matter like give me like cell shaded graphics of a cell shaded version of whatever game you got as long as the systems work the game can run on yep for sure and that is it as far as the news things now we've got um video comments that we're going to talk about and that so first we got aj's video and i didn't tell mitch to watch these he said try do any prep and i said nope so <laughs> this should watch these because i didn't tell him to um how dare you uh the too long didn't read is my video is about pokemon and how it needs to learn stuff from dragon quest but like not necessarily become dragon quest just like this is a neat thing it should do something like that yep. all right uh so Agreed. that's what this video is about. So here we go. So here's some comments. Some of them we will agree fully with. Some of them we won't. And we'll just find out what happens when it happens. Michael Mulligan says, I don't buy the excuse the Pokemon company doesn't know how to make a next-gen home console game. Pokemon makes more money than any other franchise in history. Hire people from around the world that know how to do it. Out of ideas and unable to evolve the franchise? Hire some of the new game developers you inspired to get into the industry who are now grown-ups and want to make a main series Pokemon game. Use the money to make a AAA title. I love your suggestions on movement and battle, by the way. I think implementing defense... Wait, wait, let's, okay, okay. let's, let's go we'll stop bit there. by bit yes. on this one. Um, Alright, so this is... Uh, this is an attitude that I agree with, but at the same time, I disagree because that doesn't work logistically. You can't just say like, okay, we're hiring a whole bunch of new talent and they're gonna like meld well with our team perfectly and we can make a brand new AAA game on Switch and it's gonna release when everybody expects it to and it'll be great. Mm -hmm. It doesn't work like yeah. that. Like they can start hiring now for next time, mm -hmm. but we're already too deep in. Yeah. That's not gonna happen now. There's to some degree um, too, I think just, because I, I think I agree in theory for sure that like Game Freak likes and the Pokemon company, they like the and creatures Inc. like the size that they're at and are stagnate around that size to where they should grow and they have the money to grow. Right. But at the same time, it's kind of like if I wanted my house cleaned like a hundred times faster, I couldn't hire a hundred people to clean my house at the same time because they right, wouldn't right, all right. fit. <laughs> and like, so there yeah, are logistics yeah. issues as far as that goes, where like having enough managers and that kind of thing. Like my, my team at work, honestly, was that kind of situation where we hired too many people all at once. And it just like, mm -hmm. just didn't work where like uh, the man, our manager just wasn't able to do whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, yeah, because like that, that's what happened with Retro Studios yeah. at the end of the day. You, you watch my Retro Studios video, Michael Mulligan, <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, where they basically were like, oh, we have all this money. We can hire all these people. And all these people were working on so many like disparate things that really didn't have anything to do mm -hmm. with anything. Mm -hmm. They're like, you know, we have all this time and money and people. So like, let's just make a lot of stuff and figure out how it works. Yeah. That's the situation that they would be in. 
whereas they should what they should do is slowly hire on people yeah. and say okay we're bringing on 10 new people and we're going to give them roles within the company and integrate them mm -hmm. in the way that makes sense for this game and then yeah. level them up because there's definitely a on. case to where like yeah i mean there are people that are great at doing things and can use that expertise to bring into a certain conversation but at the same time you you want a game to like feel like a Pokemon game to some degree. And I guess if you bring in a whole bunch of different people that have really different areas of expertise without all working together cohesively and being managed similarly or something, I don't know, however that works, I could imagine that you'd run into a situation where it just doesn't really blend together very well because you've got so much different stuff going on. But I think, but I think the idea, like you said, the idea is correct that they, they need to be like growing and aware of that that they have that kind of need um but it just it's not really a zero to 60 sort of situation unfortunately yeah and then the other issue is that like they don't know if they should do that <laughs> because like we think that the video games are like their thing you know like the games probably like they pretty much drive everything else in the sense that they determine like okay this is what the pokemon are going to look mm -hmm. like and this is what the next season's gonna be and like that sort of thing. But in terms of revenue, the games aren't the most impressive thing. Hmm. Like I'm sending you guys something now in the chat that I saw posted earlier where it's like, yes, by far, Pokemon, most profitable property, but the games only contribute like what? Like maybe 15% of that? Interesting. Uh, yeah, sure. What's the rest of it? I can't. The picture is too small. The the <laughs> the biggest part is merchandising. Oh yeah. And then the next biggest part is games. Yep. And then the next biggest part trading from that is, almost, is yeah, which trading is cards. almost as much as games, to be honest. That's yeah. crazy. That's wild. Yeah. I guess the overhead so for games like, maybe is significantly more than the cards. I would imagine. Yeah, that possibly. could very yeah. well be. Yep. Yep. So like I think it's it's a, a thing of like okay how much should we invest in this and I at the same time I think that they can increase that by making the the value of the merchandise kind of like merge more with the value of the games and by like combining the value you know mm -hmm. where I'm always talking about like hey how come everything in Pokemon is like this and like this wide and imaginative and stuff like that and the games stick to how they are mm -hmm. and it's like this very like uh, systemic like rpg situation yep. um when nothing else is like that in the whole universe mm -hmm. of of this ip um so maybe they can start to work closer to like increasing that and taking more of that pie yeah. but just on paper it doesn't really make sense yeah. for them. i think arlo had a good video talking about that kind of thing and kind of broached it fairly well i felt like because a lot of people i feel like go way too far in one direction or the other they're either like Pokemon company apologists where it's like they're doing everything perfect don't even worry about it which no, there's not a lot of people in that camp yeah there's a lot less of those now and, you know or, they took away the national decks and that that yeah. broke those it's either that or back. the other side of like I can't I can't left you guys are dying you're running everything you can do it so much better and it's like yeah I know it's somewhere in the middle it's always going to be I'm somewhere very, in the middle I am very much so directly in the middle with everything on Pokemon. Yeah. Uh, and that's why I talk about it so much, because it's like I, I'm in the middle in terms of like how I consume it, where it's like a lot of people are like either super casual and it's like, I'm just going to catch the Pokemon. And that's all I care about. Yeah. And there's other people that's like, I'm in it for the competitive, you know, I'm going to be the number one trainer and stuff like uh -huh. that. And it's like, I'm directly in the middle of that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's like, and I feel the same way with like how I look at Game Freak, where it's like, I want them to improve, but I can understand why they yeah. don't. 
I think from a business standpoint to the amount of additional revenue or amount of additional resources that would have to go into their game might not pay off as as much right. like I'm sure it would pay yeah. off but it might not return yeah. like one for one it would make people yeah. happier but it wouldn't necessarily make more people buy the game kind yeah. of a thing yeah for them as a business is it worth like the cost yeah. they're already going to sell so many copies yep. and they're not out to make the best game that can be made right um, yeah i mean that's the whole thing like i probably talked about this before on here but in a songwriting class that i took in college at some point which seems dumb but is a thing nevertheless um they <laughs> it, he talked about how like Pop or like radio songs are always going to be twos, threes, or fours, probably mostly threes on a one to five scale because my five is somebody else's one, which is a hundred percent true. Because like some of my favorite songs are like progressive metal songs or something like that. And if I showed that to somebody else, I don't know, even to my wife, she'd be like, Mm-mm, nope, not about this life. <laughs> and then meanwhile, like somebody else's song that's their favorite is not necessarily mine, but then like the ones all the radio songs are just pretty middle of the row and they accommodate yeah. the most people. So I think that's right. kind of that they're trying to, they probably know they could make a much better game, but how many people would fall off because of that? Right. So, all right, I'm going to keep going with reading the thing. And here we go. Uh, I love your suggestions on movement in battle, by the way. I think implementing defensive moves might help to change the battle a bit as well. What I mean is Charizard uses Flamethrower to attack, but maybe he also can use it to help ward off incoming Razor Leafs or lessen the blow of an oncoming Hydro Pump. It lessens the damage dealt, but at the cost of additional PP. Maybe your party characters can only use three Pokemon, like most NPCs, and the trainer type dictates the type of Pokemon that can be added to their team. Example, youngsters can only use Unevolved... Okay, so this yeah. this one's a different point. True. Uh, the first thing that you said, yep. the defensive moves and stuff like that, I actually talked about that <laughs> in the past video. Yep. I actually said exactly this mechanic. <laughs> Sounds um, so I didn't want to talk about it yeah. again, and that's see that's the danger with making so many Pokemon right. videos is because I know that I said all this stuff, and I know I don't want to say it again. But there's so many people that's like, hey, what if they did this? I'm like, but I said that already. <laughs> Just every other sentence say blah blah blah. Also, I talked about this in that video, and blah blah, blah and I talked about this in that yeah, video. Yeah, just like <laughs> half of the video is me plugging yeah. other Pokemon videos. But yeah, I think that sounds super cool. I mean, I I just agree with that in general. I said just agree, not disagree. It sounded like disagree. Yeah. Uh, I agree with that in general. And it reminds me of the anime. Honestly, more things, if they could just be more a little bit in the direction of feeling like you're in the anime, that's awesome. But, you know, where you're like, if you got a Blastoise yeah. and a Charizard and they both like flamethrower and hydro pump and it like meets in the middle, kind of, you know, all sorts of Harry Pottery mm-hmm. situation. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. awesome. That's the best. So that stuff. They could just do so much, and then it turns into steam, and then that hurts the visibility. That's right. And just, uh, it could be so Which just dope. reminds me of Nine Parchments. Mm. There you go. Uh, sure. I don't know what that um, means in this context, but okay. All right. Um, moving moving on. on. Maybe your party characters can only use... Uh, can only use three Pokemon like most NPCs and the trainer type dictates the type of Pokemon that can be added to their team. Examples, youngsters can only use unevolved Pokemon. Hikers can only use rock, fighting, and ground Pokemon. Ace trainers can only use fully evolved Pokemon. Swimmers, bird trainers, rockers, etc., etc. Basically, your party members are training to be the best NPC of that class and you're taking them along with you on your journey. And they all have their own yeah. storylines. Optional, perhaps, in a town. Yeah. Your story is to find and beat the gym. That's exactly... Yeah. 
what I was talking about. Yep. Yep. Your story is to find and beat the gym. Hiker Joey is has uh, he has to go into a nearby mountain range to find a missing Pokemon. And swimmer Erica has to do a surfing racing minigame or whatever. Just extra stuff to do in each town and route, depending on who you have with you in your party. Love the channel. Great work. It's a pretty cool concept. Thanks. I like the idea. Yeah, that's the, that's the general idea of what I was talking about, where it's like, I want to be able to like, because there's so many different occupations in the yeah. world, where it's like, I want to do a little bit of all yeah. of that. And then I also wanted to benefit my trainer in yeah. some way. So like, it's like a skill tree where it's like, oh yeah, I've been working with Hiker Joey for a long time. Now I'm better at traversing caves yeah. and finding like ground and rock type Pokemon or something Preferred like that. Preferred terrain. It's a ranger thing. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good old yeah. D&D. Yeah. Um, good stuff. All right. Next up, Gilbert, Gilberto Caldera says, I have an idea. How about actually pushing for a proper finished product instead of rushing it out of the door? Take Pokemon to the next step. He got spicy <laughs> early. I really like JRPGs. In my opinion, Pokemon has to step up because it is and always has been steps behind all of its competition. And Pokemon has so much potential. I really like Pokemon, but I feel like there is something missing. And now with Sword and Shield, I feel like it's even more noticeable than before and that the series needs to be a bigger development cycle and more resources. It's uh, sometimes you hear the phrase like too big to fail thrown mm. around. Skyrim and Elder Scrolls series is beginning to f- like prove that that's not true. <laughs> I don't know how much y'all keep up with that, but um, you yeah. know, Skyrim didn't really enhance a lot f- from the previous installment, number four. Mm-hmm. Then you have Fallout 76 yep. that is notorious. And uh, right. if the next one doesn't deliver with some innovation, yeah. then we might actually see some consequences. Whereas hmm. before, Bethesda was able to kind of just coast. Yeah. Can we see that with Pokemon or yeah. are they really like too big to lose their momentum? I think yeah. the problem with Pokemon is that the biggest part of their audience is always yeah. going upwards you know mm-hmm. whereas like there's a lot of people that will say i'm done with this i'm sick of pokemon and then a new generation turns 10 <laughs> and then they're in the pokemon yeah, you know that's true so it's like it, it, it's just like this rotating door effect innovation doesn't uh, matter when you're just getting like first generation gamers like a game is yeah. innovation for them like it's not play-doh right. or whatever that's, like this is new yeah so exactly <laughs> I, honestly exactly. that's i was watching uh, um the completionist made a video on golden sun <laughs> hey <laughs> um <to> golden <laughs> sun video and he talked about how it's like the perfect like kind of introductory JRPG and that kind of thing. And I think that Pokemon's just always going to be a little bit that as well. Mm-hmm. We're like, I, it kind of can't, it would be great if it had extra like JRPG stuff that was more complicated on top, but it needs to sort of, at least the regular mainline games kind of is supposed to be just the basic thing. <laughs> I think. Yeah. <laughs> Pokemon doesn't need to be a JRPG yeah. at all. I think it can. Um, yeah, I I think they could definitely go more in the the Breath of the Wild direction mm-hmm. uh, because that is that where it's like approachable for kids and that sort of thing. I think that they're just scared of losing the older right. fans. Mm-hmm. I don't think they need to be scared of yeah. that. But you know. do you think that's in addition uh, to or also, instead of the mainline series? Like as it, I think instead of. Gotcha. I think that if anything, the JRPG thing could be the an addition, to, right? You know, yeah. where it's like instead, like 
kind of like how Pokemon Stadium used to be like this is the console Pokemon yeah. thing and now it's more of like a novelty yeah. where it's like oh you still like the Pokemon Stadium sort of thing you can go to Pokemon Battle Showdown or whatever yeah. and battle like that um, I think that the like the it's it'll kind of turned into like a WoW classic sort of mm, situation yeah. where it's like oh you like the classic Pokemon well here's a new <laughs> Pokemon classic <laughs> game yep yeah. I I I, def, I feel like I agree with that in that it would be fun to have, I mean, like a Pokemon MMO kind of thing that's been talked about so many times, but that kind of thing where it's like, this is like the main thing, that's the Pokemon thing. And then you have the Pokemon RPG things as well, which are more like can introduce new Pokemon into the world and then you, you know, catch them all in that regard. But then I don't know, it would just be fun. Yeah, because I feel like the bulk, like those people that I'm like, that make up the majority of the the fan base mm -hmm. i don't think they care about how they're battling yeah. i don't think that they're sitting there splitting hairs about but that's not how my pokemon yeah. like that's not a pokemon game it's just a game with pokemon in it which is like my <laughs> least favorite <laughs> saying ever yeah. i hate it uh because that's dumb uh, <laughs> but like they don't care about that they just want to catch and trade and uh, like evolve their pokemon and travel the, the world because that those are the real core tenets of what pokemon is that's what makes pokemon pokemon because yeah. if it was actually the rpg elements and stuff like that pokemon trading cards wouldn't be pokemon mm -hmm. pokemon movies wouldn't be pokemon yeah. Pokemon shows wouldn't be po the pokemon plushes won't be po you know yeah. like it's, it's like this rabbit hole that just doesn't make sense um so yeah, I think that if they make it a more approachable genre, mm -hmm. which I mean, obviously the JRPG genre as a whole is like diminishing. Yeah. Like the, there's a reason why Dragon Quest is like the one, you know, where it's like, well, we're here because mm -hmm. that's our shtick. It's like everybody else is moving on to the new. We're going to be your like touchstone, like Interestingly, your, your comfort I food. I feel like JRPGs are dying out in, in Japan, but are still kind of building up in the West. So that's yeah. kind of an interesting thing curious True. how that pans out but i'm gonna read the last comment here i think but it. i think even with that uh, -huh. uh they're kind of building up in like a like a boutique sort of yes way. yeah uh like octopath traveler for instance was one of those things that was like oh yeah this is neat mm -hmm. you know like we don't get games like this very often but it also sold to like two million people yeah. like worldwide yeah. So it's like that's a, that's performing well but it's not something that like it didn't sell like final fantasy 7 right. or whatever yeah. right that is true Jordan DeBest says, I was playing the demo for it, being Dragon Quest XI-S, Exodus yeah. of Age Definitive Edition for Switch. As someone who's starting to oh turn around God. on RPGs because I actually beat Fire Emblem, I tried the demo. Haven't beaten much of it, but it's okay. The cutscene in the beginning was beautiful. Not that into, but maybe if I play would more, it would be better. I like how the game doesn't take too long to start. I would like to... I, I would like travel companions. That would be cool. They did that a bit in X and Y and Sun and Moon, but an optional partner would be cool. Also, I uh, I know the Switch's limitations, but in my opinion, I think besides that tree they kept pointing out in Pokemon, Pokemon actually looks better. Dragon Quest XI-S cutscenes are beautiful, but I think it needs an upgrade so it's less grainy looking. Hmm. Update, sorry, not upgrade. Um, I think just general art style... Hmm is more at least to me i don't know I, uh, you guys maybe if you played it i think how the art style of dragon quest looks just is executed better mm. on switch than pokemon's is because it's kind of like it looks like an up-res 3ds game pokemon mm. does um and i think dragon quest looks better than that i think the i would say from the little bits i've seen of dragon quest and i guess the little bits i've seen of pokemon um the art styles the one 
for Dragon Quest XI definitely feels like it is more intentional in the sense that like just more work was put into it in terms of like this rock's going to look like that and this rock's going to look like that kind of stuff, which isn't necessarily good or bad as far as that goes, but it definitely feels like more crafted as opposed to kind of the more, I mean, they're both cell shaded, but in a different sense where one of them feels a little more painterly or something in the yeah Pokemon feels more like, I mean, it feels more like what it is where it's like they made a model and then they painted over that model. Whereas like Dragon Quest feels like it was the model was sculpted like yeah, that, you right. know. I agree, but yeah, that's that's the comments that we pulled for your video. Any last thoughts, AJ? Nah, man, I'm going to make more Pokemon videos, so I hope you guys like Pokemon. Yeah, you know, dope. Sounds good. Any last thoughts, Mitchum? Um, I also like for my Pokemon to follow me around. <laughs> oh, one of my favorite parts about games is the immersiveness. Mm. So yeah. I hope that returns. I agree. And my imagination can fill in the gaps if the graphics are lacking. Yep. That's not a huge bother to me. Yep. True. Yeah. All right. Some comments for my video. These will be pretty quick because of just the nature of it. I talked about all the games coming out in September and kind of a buyer's guide for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so Kaye... Kaye says, Link's Awakening looks good, but I don't want to spend $60 for 15 hours of gameplay. I found that weird. (laughs) (laughs) Where it's like, that sounds like, like, that's a lot of time, dude. Like, that's a lot. That's a lot. Like, say somebody walked up to you and was like, yo, you want to go to Disney World for 60, I mean, for 15 hours? (laughs) 60 bucks. You know? (laughs) Like, you're going like, no, that's way too much money. Like, what? Like, I don't don't know. That seems weird to me. Um, I, I don't know. I just I just think that that's a, a slippery slope. It is to to like. It's hard because like when like I started play, or once I play, put two hundred and fifty hours into Breath of the Wild, it's hard to compare games based on time things. You know, where mm-hmm. like there's some games, uh, Mario Tennis. I think by the end after the story mode, I only put like five hours into it, Ooh. and that one I did not feel like was worth it. But mm. sorry, go ahead. No, I was just saying. Ooh. Yeah. Oh yes. Um. <laughs> So, but then there's other games. It's the, I commented on this just to ask, and I was like, what about, would, I mean, like Resident Evil 2, it takes, or the remake takes about nine hours to beat, which Justin said that he corrected me and was like, that's probably just one playthrough, not the full two playthroughs, which is more content, which I'm like, yeah, that's true, but. I guess on that point. So what we're talking. So okay. So Resident Evil, uh, which was two, still seventeen or, hours for completionist. What? Tw- that's twenty yeah. hours. That like let's be generous and say twenty yeah. hours. So twenty hours is worth sixty dollars. Right. What's fifteen yeah. hours worth? Does this game need to be forty five dollars or fifty dollars? Like what is the price point uh-huh. for fifteen hours? It's. I think that's the thing. Is it's it's hard to. I think fifteen hours is an extra justification uh, on one hand, but like the time isn't. <sighs> I guess you can't really just go off of that anyway. That's not what the value of the yeah. game is. Yeah, that's not, that's so not that's, what the value is. And I, I think it's just like, okay, so because I put, what, a thousand hours <laughs> in Smash Brothers, does that mean that I got to pay $300 for this right. game or something like that? Like, I don't I yeah. don't know. It's just a slippery slope yeah. to like. I mean, yeah, go for it. I don't know. I'm kind of on the other side. Yeah. I generally gauge my games the similar way that mm-hmm. Kaye does. I'm like, how many hours of entertainment? And when you break it down, it looks, correct me if I'm wrong, so mm-hmm. that's like $4 per per hour mm-hmm. that doesn't seem right. too bad to me mm-hmm. but uh i yeah. mean to each their own yeah I, 
Fire Emblem I put over 70 hours in, yeah. so that's less than a dollar an hour. That was a great return on investment. <laughs> but if I was going to, if there's a game mm-hmm. that I would play for over 100 hours, mm-hmm. $300, $3 an hour, I mean, it's got to be a dang good game. But, but <laughs> I consider Ooh. it a steal that I yeah. got Fire Emblem for $60. Right. I mean, over time. Mm-hmm. I would maybe put $300 into a game. I mean, mm. people who played World of Warcraft since the beginning, yeah. they have subscriptions. They buy the expansions when they come out. Yep. So, like, I mean, subscriptions, you're paying for time. That's yeah. exactly what you're right. doing. Yeah, so I, think I guess it's different it models. factors in for sure, but I, it's hard to say whether it's the like the think, factor or not. You know, so that's the thing. I mean, but then again, if the... If Link's Awakening just doesn't look like a fun game to them, that's fine too. <laughs> yeah, that's completely different. You know, that's completely so, different. what I was I wondering is me, like if it was if this was a first person, they're not but like third person over the shoulder environment, whatever, fully fleshed out game that was fifteen hours, would that make the difference? Because I feel like it's mm. it's a mix of the time, but also a little bit just the I don't know it. Because it's a top-down game, it, it like looks like oh, you're not very involved and immersed. It like right. it's yeah. not very immersive. So I think some of that really factors in probably too. Um, I, don't I know. think for me, time is usually an ancillary thing, where it's like it can add or take right. away from something. It's not mm. what is the deciding right. factor for me, right? Like there, there have been games where like Kirby Star Allies mm-hmm. that was like. I played that for like six hours. I'm like, all right, this <laughs> wasn't worth it. And this mm-hmm. was pre-product provided yeah. by Nintendo. So I paid for that um, and was not happy yeah. about it. Um, but on the other end of that spectrum, Uncharted 4 mm-hmm. is like 12 hours. And I feel like the game could have been like five hours shorter. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it's just a lot of stuff like that where it's like, it, it really just depends on what the game yeah. is and what and you're And how much you enjoy the minute to minute everything yeah. and like how cohesive it and stuff it is together. Cause like the, um, oh man, what game was I just thinking about? Xenoblade? No. Something else. Uh, fire it doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't even remember. But um, something where just like you really enjoy the minute to minute things in it. Man, I'm still trying to remember. <laughs> but whatever. Um, Rip, dude. It's mm-hmm. it just feels more worth it for that to you know because you're at least enjoying it all the time. But then some whatever it doesn't matter my thoughts gone because the example was gone so <laughs> yeah like i get what you're saying like the gameplay loop like i think a good example for that i don't know maybe mitch you know uh like metal gear solid 5 like the gameplay loop of metal gear solid 5 is like really good mm. it's like addic- mm-hmm. addictive i got you or addicting yep. whichever one you want to say <laughs> yeah i've never played that one right. but uh i'm super interested monster hunter is one for me yeah. it's very it's yeah, that's a good relatively example. repetitive at the point that i'm at now example. like they're about to come out with a downloadable content mm-hmm. but for a while we've just been working with the same roster of monsters and yeah. stuff but i've still logged hundreds of hours into that game just yep. because the loop is satisfying to me yeah and so like right. that was time well invested for yep. me but like going back to breath of the wild for instance the hours I spent in that were valuable. If I had spent additional hours collecting the Korok seeds, that would not have added right. that. This yeah. does not spark yeah. joy. Yeah. <laughs> I think, so Damon X Machina was the one that I thought of. I don't know right now if that's gameplay that I would enjoy or not. And so it's hard right. to say for sure with that one. Like it is, it looks like it, you know, it's very immersive and all these things like fully rendered environments, blah, 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 whatever. Um, but I don't know necessarily just because if that game takes 60 hours to beat all the parts of it, if I'm like kind of dreading all of the time playing it, which I don't know hmm. by any means if I will or won't. Um, but if I were, 
then that's like, well, that wasn't worth my time at all. I'm just playing it for the sake of it, which has been the case for some games where like Diablo three, perfect example of like, Mm -hmm. I just, I got about 15 hours into that game and I was like, that wasn't worth my $60 because I didn't enjoy that. Those 15 hours of playing it. Like I was just doing it for the sake of doing it. And I just called it quits at some point where I was like, that's it. I'm good. Yeah. But that was so sad. I, I remember Diablo with you because yep. the whole time it felt like I was building up to something. Like, <laughs> like yep. But there, there was nothing. It was nothing. Whereas, it as was, opposed to like Zelda, because you also, I mean, we talked about this a little bit, but not this specific thought. Because in Diablo, you keep getting new items and you're like, haha, new items. Let's do things with these. But then they just feel so meaningless. So it always does feel like you're building up to something that eventually you're going to get something really good. Whereas in Zelda, as you're playing, every time you get something, that feels like it culminated the thing. Like, yeah, I got this thing. And that's really exciting. Yeah. And then you use that and that's fun. And then you find another thing and that feels like you got that thing. So, you know, like that kind of comparison of, uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's whatever, blah, blah, blah. Uh, all that to say, it's, I think it's a very valid thing to factor into it. Um, but yeah, just the time spent in it by itself, I don't think is 100% you know, what makes a game worth money, but, um, yeah. it factors in for sure. I, I don't think it mm. can't in a lot of regards. Seven says, Parker, you're alive. It's a miracle. Anyway, my only September switch game will be <laughs> dragon quest 11 because I'm getting that switch. And it just so happens to be the game that comes with it. Would very much like to pick up Spyro links awakening and Nino Cooney at a later stage though. And that was uh, at a later stage though, d- full stop. And then in a separate comment, because my, um, we we leave a prompt question at the end of mm. videos, and mine was, uh, which of these games would a grandma like? And Seven said, also, my grandma, or my mom is a grandma, and she said she didn't seem interested in any of these games, so <laughs> Nintendo better pick up their game in the coming direct, or she'll be stuck playing Candy Crush forever. <laughs> Rib, dude. So there you go. Big up. Nice. Agreed. I don't have much to say other than agreed with all... Yeah, I got a new Switch, and it didn't come with Dragon Quest Eleven. so... <laughs> uh, <laughs> yep, that's up. And then last comment on this one, uh, this is from our friend Max, who I I had messaged him beforehand, and I was like, hey, if Mitch can't come on to talk about Blue Lions, we'll have you on to talk about Blue Lions, because he was Blue Lions. Oh, yeah, and right towards the beginning of, as we started recording, he was like, hey, you guys still recording? And I was like... <laughs> I'm pretty sure I told you that <laughs> that I already had. We Mitch, need but... to just have. Hey, Max, come on the podcast next yeah. week because Max just wants to be yeah, on the podcast. I'm down with it. You just gotta say it, man. Just DM one of us and say, "Yo, I want to be on the I podcast." I need to look back next at our messages now, now and see. I don't want to have just straight up left him in the lurch. I don't um, think it's a him looking at the message. <laughs> Max says, as a grandma myself, <laughs> I think I can definitely recommend Blasphemous to anybody. It's just got everything that I know my grandkids will love. It's pretty much a 2D Dark Souls, like very Dark Souls looking. Very uh, gory from what I've yes. seen. I think I saw someone rip their own arm off. Yep. That's that point. kind of stuff. Straight yeah, up. Pretty intense. Uh, um, Max said, from, every, from this video, it seems like Dragon Quest XI might actually be your most anticipated game of September. If that's the case, then why? If not, what is your most anticipated and why i think ori in the blind forest and blasphemous are most exciting to are more exciting to me than Link's awakening as i never played the original game on game boy definitely gonna take some of your advice and lighten my big load in september uh-huh. uh how dare you <laughs> first of all uh everybody needs to be most excited for the one that i put in the thumbnail that's right that's how thumbnails work <laughs> that's correct uh, <laughs> oh, um, uh i think i yeah. mean on a personal level 
could be. I don't, it's hard to say. Yeah, definitely Dragon Quest and Link's Awakening, both of those I'm probably most excited about. But probably more Dragon Quest than Link's Awakening, only because I have played Link's you, Awakening. How dare you? How dare you? How dare you? How dare yeah. you? Um, and I'm just curious what... It's been so long since I've played it, because the last time was, yeah, maybe like 15 years ago at this point. So I'm curious what that is going to be like, whereas Dragon Quest XI, I just know it's going to be just a big old JRPG, and like that's just always a fun thing. But Link's Awakening, I'm curious... There's a fruit fly in here. Um, curious what that's going to be like, and if it's going to be a magical time, or like if I'll feel like... Hey, fruit fly! Going through this. What's your most anticipated game, fruit fly? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> All right, and that's it for those things. Any last things on September games, y'all? Well, yeah, I have an anticipated um, game. It's Astral Chain. I'm probably not going to get to play it because of board until September. Well, yeah. Astral Chain's yeah, that comes out today. Astral Chain's out right. already. It's already yeah, here. I know, out, but yeah. I'm just trying to budget well because I'm already going to play Borderlands when that mm-hmm. comes out in a two weeks, and then Iceborne when that comes out yep. in one week. So I'm already split between those two. Yeah. I don't want to rush Astral Chain. I want to enjoy it. At this point, yeah. I'm not going to be playing Astral Chain right when it comes out anyway so i'm just gonna i'm fine to have that one be one that i'm just waiting on until probably like birthday or christmas Mm. i'll stick on one of those lists as like that game because i know it's going to be great but like i'm fine to just miss out for the time being there's plenty of games that i'm late on (laughs) i was thinking about that because when i because i want to play this game like i legitimately want to play astro chain but like the only reason why i was going to rush to play it or not not the only reason why the main reason why i was going to rush to play it was to make a video about Mm. it but once the pokemon thing happened i was like well i'm fine with that i'll wait and then i thought i was like wait i'm not going to (laughs) wait like i know how i am and this game it's going to be old game is all other stuff is out i'm not going back to that are you crazy <laughs> um so it's like i have to play an hour i'm never going to play it <laughs> yep makes sense and that is it for that now the q a section and here we go we're gonna blast through some of this too we started quite a bit late and also all that stuff so we're gonna go pretty quick through some of this yeah. um this is comments from last week jonathan z says why don't you show your faces anymore and aj responded to him in the comments but long story short technical difficulties because google hangouts yep yep <laughs> so we're kind of yep. working on it uh, but we're not working too hard on yeah. it either we're well like we're waiting for everything to just like be stable <laughs> because everything's like crazy and weird and it's like we I, I was thinking about doing it this week but then we were having mitch on and we had to figure that stuff out so i don't want to add another thing to figure yep. out on top of that so i next week maybe we'll be on video who knows yep. then again next week's next week will probably be weird because we're switching videos and like all oh this stuff. yeah so that's shows me probably the week yeah, next after week, that heads up for anybody who cares i i'll be doing my video on tuesday and he'll be doing the thursday one instead so switching that yep. up because of reasons will i use that time wisely instead <laughs> of rushing and finish my video the day before who knows i mean honestly you know? probably there's a a good chance that right around then is going to be, this is not insider knowledge because I don't actually get any of that, but probably September direct next week. Maybe uh, who's to say, that's so then true. you can just do like a which, thing with that, which again, will that be easier? Who I don't knows? know. Not you if know? you do it the way like you did the indie world one. That's for sure. Yup. Yup. Yep. All yep. right. And because, because of the way that my brain works, <laughs> nobody ever knows when I decide to make my life yep. harder, you know? Very true. <laughs> 
Uh, seven, here's this very long comment, and I am going to read it. Here it goes. I like Matt. He has a soothing voice. Kind of want to get Yu-Gi-Oh! game myself, but I'd be just as lost since I fell off during the GX, which was actually my favorite one now that I'm older. Yeah, it starts out pretty stupid, especially the dub, but it ramps up every season and gets pretty epic near the end. It is just such a perfect early 2000s high school time capsule and reminds me of chilling in my with my own crew in the schoolyard. It was my the first time the boys saw me as their friend instead of the fat girl who'd beat the crap out of them if they called <laughs> That. I didn't enjoy 5D's the motorcycle one either. You say yeah, it was a bit was too dumb. emo for me. I've recently started watching Arc V and I'm sort of starting to understand how pendulum summons work. So if I get the game, I'll probably follow AG's path too. Either that or I'll keep playing the dual academy on the GBA. On a tangentially related note, do you guys have the ta- did you guys also have the Tazos in potato chip packets in the 90s slash early 2000s? I recently found my Dragon Ball Z and Yu-Gi-Oh! albums with shinies and 3D ones and still feel weirdly proud for collecting them all. I even got my grandma in on it. She only ever ate plain salted flavor and would always have a whole stack of Tazos for me to take home whenever I went to visit her. <laughs> By the way, I don't even know what that I, is. I looked it up. They seem kind of like Pogs. I think I had a few of those. Oh. I thought I remembered getting them like in starter decks of mm. Pokemon. So I had like four Muck ones. I but. think those, I don't know if those were, oh, I, I don't know. Maybe they were Tazos. Could those have just been the coins that you flip? When you said Pogs, that's what I had in mind. Oh, okay. I don't know. So, Maybe I, I don't know what a Pog is. Oh, Maybe well, there you go. Everything, I don't know what anything is. Uh, pogs honestly look a lot i think probably you could have used those coins i think those coins were supposed to be their main purpose was just for the coin flip part where it's like flip a coin if Mm. blah 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 on the card um and i think that was all those are supposed to be but it could be that they overlapped and were also tazos or something but probably not because of licensing and they would Mm. have had to pay money for that yeah um but pogs were essentially little chip things that looked like that that had different characters on them and you do something i don't know you slap them on something and shout something and Mm-hmm, punch mm-hmm. people in their faces probably i don't know excellent cool yeah, yeah i don't have much experience with that <laughs> yeah. also seven if you're into Yu-Gi-Oh, see if you can find duelist of the roses that's an old one i think you have to have a gamecube for it but it's uh it's a fun take on Yu-Gi-Oh. i really enjoyed that duelist of the roses good stuff yeah. and then seven finishes yeah, up by I saying by too. the way aj you said futaba right at least according to the english vo and just narrowly flew by how they chose to say akechi but that doesn't matter because he sucks so disrespecting <laughs> his name is actually more accurate <laughs> lol love it uh, is that how you say that i don't know if that's how you say the last name know. that you said because i don't remember how i don't I know I said how you it. said it either <laughs> see this is the thing that's what that's another reason why i didn't like making that last video because a lot of it was pronunciation and usually i will go through a lot like i would go through and be like okay like let me look up pronunciation video because they're names they're like common yep. names in whatever mm-hmm. these countries are so i like try to figure out how to say the name this time i didn't have time yep. for that so i just straight up <laughs> told you i don't know how to say this name <laughs> yep so i think that's how i'm going to approach it from now on because my life is already hard enough as it is you yep. know what i mean and the last comment from last week was marky mark mark andrews uh aj i hate nerd stuff also aj i'm gonna talk about Oh for 10 billion hours <laughs> this time we talked about fire also nerd like stuff we love it i loved it <laughs> yeah but to be fair that wasn't my idea you know <laughs> you're the one also, who decided I'll... to play it as well 
That's true, so but I did it for the content. True. <laughs> um, so yeah, there you go. And now we ask you questions. Well, we ask you guys if you have any questions for us. So here's some of those from the YouTube community first, which is just should show up on your YouTube app if you do that. Marky Mark, same person, asks, there's a, quite a lot of 90s remakes and ports on the Switch nowadays coming slash coming in the near future. For example, Spyro, Toe Jam and Earl, James Pond, and the Aladdin slash Lion King double pack. Which popular 90s games slash franchises would you like to see on the Switch? I'd like Earthworm Jim, Cannon Fodder, and Abe's Odyssey to make a comeback. Cheers, Mark Andrews. Um, I had one thought for this based on some of those, like, Earthworm Jim reminded me of it specifically. Um, Jazz Jackrabbit. That, oh, yeah, 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 that would be fun in some regard. Uh, hmm. A lot of them I could think of, like I would have, it already happened. Like I probably would have said Lion King. <laughs> Lion King. Was, I mean, some of the other Disney uh, Afternoon Collection stuff, I guess. I mean, I never played those, so. Yeah, and that's not even on here. Like they have yeah, that though, but it's not on Switch, which is yep. dumb. Uh, Do you have any Mitch that hmm. you'd like to see? I honestly can't bring any to mind. Not to say I don't have any, but I think just being put on the spot. Yep, I've got no idea. Yep. Put, uh, no, that's not like a, well, that's kind of a 90s thing. Put Fur Fighters on the Switch. Sure, I don't even know what it is, but there you go. Oh, Banjo-Kazooie. It's like a Dreamcast oh, thing. Oh, yeah, Banjo. Banjo, easy. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, Golden Sun. Yes, thank, please. Ah, <laughs> uh, they cannot put that one on there. That's no, fine. man, why? <laughs> I really hope that when they theoretically put SNES games on soon, they also just go ahead and do Game Boy at the same time and do Game Boy Advance with it. I, See, it's never going to happen because you still haven't made that video yet, so it's just not going to yeah, happen. That's how, that things, how work. things work. Because new stuff only happens when we make a video about it. All right, it. I'm going to do it. Uh, uh, next up, Sam Diaz. And AJ thought this one was mean-spirited, and I thought it wasn't, so we'll find out. Here we go. <laughs> Sam Diaz says, I think Parker... Let us know in the comments <laughs> if you were being mean. Sam Diaz <laughs> says, I think Parker knows some black magic because sadly, he never stays dead. And Sam, you know what? If you're joking, cool. If you're not joking, I'm sorry about it. That's Here messed I am. up. It's <laughs> messed up, dude. But if there are things, and I appreciate you one way or another, whether you think yeah, I'm dumb or not. Sadly part, and that, that's what ruined the whole yeah. comic. Because at first I thought it was funny, and then he put sadly, Honestly, and I was like, well. Every other time that I read over it earlier, I completely missed the word sadly. So I think you're probably more right than not. In which yeah, case, yeah, I'm yeah. sorry, Sam. I mean, but also, would you be happy if someone knew black magic? That's probably not something you want to mess with. That's true. Whoa. You know what? So deep. When I die, don't point. bring me back to life, please. <laughs> <laughs> or if you do, like, too late. A different body. It's too late. You already came back. <laughs> yep. Because you were on the podcast one week, and then you ripped, and now you're back. Oh, that's that. true. So yeah. you're doing it, man. I knew I was dead inside. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. More questions. These are from Twitter. Um, <laughs> Mystical Ninja starring Duncan asks, why do they... I read this. I, I commented <laughs> on it in, in on Twitter saying this, that I read this like 29 times and just still don't understand what it means. But here it goes anyway. <laughs> why do they call it oven when you of in the cold food and you of hot eat the food i <laughs> or you and yeah. um uh, of out, out hot eat the food eat sorry the food. i read it wrong but yeah when you of in the cold food of out hot eat the food why do they call the it the first part in? makes sense and then yeah. uh, and uh, then it's missing some it? words why do you call it an oven when you of in 
the cold food. I guess, like, at least syntax. What does that mean? I, Hot. I don't know. But syntax, it, it kind of works as a, a, you know, as a pun. I don't know what the end part means. So what do you guys think? Just so, got reactions. So what? Is he asking why they don't call it a vowel? Yeah. Because, oh, okay, here, I syntax may be wrong, but you know what? It should be, like, once it's been oved, so you take it out of the oven when it's hot, so, you know, you're getting hot food. It's like a toaster, because it's toasting food, you... Yeah, but to do the function of the oven, you gotta put it in. That's though. true. You can't take it out if you didn't put it in. And you don't take, like... So you, it's called the <sighs> of... Or, it's the of, of through. out then in. Yeah. Of out then of in then There's out. some other preposition of options that I think we can consider. Because. Of because. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think before I even started contemplating the sentence, I wondered about the name. Mystical Ninja starring Duncan. <laughs> is it like a show like Mystical Ninja starring Duncan? Duncan? I think it is. Or is it a mystical ninja who is starring Duncan? <laughs> like, <laughs> I finally found you, Duncan. Or it's <laughs> Duncan who Mystical Ninja stars. Like, Duncan, the mystical ninja star. Like, he uses stars himself. Oh, and he... Okay. Yeah. So, um, he, the mystical ninja, who's starring, whose name is Duncan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There you go. Okay. Maxwell Chains. Gosh. Also, Max, who's the same person. Parker, what's it like being yeah. dead? How did resurrection feel? It's like me. It's like in Fire Emblem, when a story critical character dies, but there's... He said, is it oh, like... I messed up. I messed up so much. Is it like Fire Emblem when a critical story character dies, but they're still wandering around the monastery giving you training and missions? Are you like a ghost now? Yeah, yeah. that's exactly what it's like. It's really... You would know. You, Max, you've done it before yourself. Yeah, you're currently Just like dead. Mitch. You're currently rich. Actually, AJ you're as well. Come on, everybody. It's just a big old ghost true. party. Yes. Just all in denial of it. Kind of like Sixth Sense. Yeah. Like, there's no oh, way. You ruined it. Oh, oh dang. Sorry. I figured spoiler alert Oof. after 20 years. <laughs> the first spoiler. time I watched that, there was a girl watching it with us that honestly, like sh it was in high school. She shouldn't have and been she, watching it. I don't yeah. think she was like, she wasn't like the, she was one of my sister's friends and she was very ditzy and not like the smartest <laughs> person whatever she was more of an of in than an of she, out uh, yeah but i don't know if she already knew it or she didn't but halfway through the movie she was like wait has he been dead the whole time like way before the reveal and i was she was like 14 and i was 11 and i was like what what <laughs> she ruined oh my it God. but now i'm sure she's very smart <laughs> I felt bad for saying that. Maybe she is smart, though. Honestly, you're probably maybe right. Maybe she's like, maybe she's like uh, Gavin from Slow Mo Guys and Rooster Teeth, where it's like how he like expresses himself sounds uh -huh. dumb, but like when people like mull uh -huh. it over, they're like, wait, he's right. Though. <laughs> <laughs> maybe she's like that. Yep. Good point. Next question: Bianca Wicks asks, "What is the dumbest slash weirdest thing you've ever done while raging in a game at a game?" I can't think. Um. I thought about this after reading it, and I don't really rage that much in games. Like the even playing Dark Souls or whatever, I'm like, okay, yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> when I die, I'm like, here we go again. I have two things. Uh, Sorry, you can go, AJ. 
well, I was just gonna basically do what uh, Parker just did and say I don't know because like I don't think I do that. <laughs> like it, how I was playing Smash Brothers, you heard me playing yep. Smash Brothers. That's how I play it. Where I'm like, oh, that was dumb, but I'm not like, oh, it's freaking yeah. killing me and break my controller uh-huh. or whatever. Like I'm like, that sucks. Oh, I well. very and much thought Ashley was life. gonna break our controllers though when playing <laughs> something. Oh no, she legit would. We were playing Mario Kart. <laughs> we um, when like four years ago or something and she something happened she went from like second to got hit by something and was all of a sudden like 11th place oh, she got mario yeah. Karted. yeah and mm-hmm. she'd been doing pretty well and then just like chucked the the weed and <laughs> the controller and nunchuck on the couch luckily but like threw it like a bounce a bunch and stuff and was like mother and just like super mad i was like <laughs> Ashley, it's okay. It's just a game. But I mean, I play games all the time, so like, I'm used to like, oh, bad things happened. That probably made yeah. it worse. That probably made it way worse. <laughs> as you being like invalidating her anger. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. Ripped she it. she has a lot more motions on both directions than I do. I'm just pretty like bloop, normal, just yeah. straight kind of right down the middle of the road. What about That's you, true. Mitch? You said yeah. you had two. Yeah, yeah. So one of these is mine. I killed a man once. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I did. <laughs> That's just what I thought. When he's like, I have a couple yeah, yeah. of things like you. Yeah, there's some I can't actually talk about. Uh, no, I. So I went to pick up Bloodborne, and the GameStop guy was like, "This is pretty hard." And I'm like, "I play a lot of games, and I understand." Was this before Dark Souls Three? This is my first okay. Soulsy kind of okay. game. Yep. So, like, right in the first area, I was getting manhandled by these like mob dudes, like level one. I don't know, whatever. Anyway, I twisted my PlayStation controller until I heard it, like, crack. Out of anger and frustration? Like, anger. I was, like, two hours in the game, just still getting whooped up on. And, uh, yeah, I had, to, I had to just step away for a moment after that. Man, I, I ended up beating it. it yeah. was, it's a great game, by the way. Mm-hmm. It is. I like the game a lot. It's so good. No, I just got... I don't it's- know. I'm, I was so used to games when the mobs were, like just letting you beat up on them right and that's just not yeah. they the mobs in dark soulsy type games generally make the right move within yep. their move set they're not yep. going to just like let you beat up on one guy while everyone else just stands around and watches yep. like a kung fu movie each one is is slightly is fairly slightly challenging i, I mean they're kind of like a kung fu movie once you get the the, sure. the yeah. uh, pattern yes because they they do like they make very deliberate movements so it's like one guy he'll like slash over his shoulder mm-hmm. and then like he'll go through that whole animation and then the guy's like oh okay well i don't want to get in the way of your animation because i'll die <laughs> um so he'll wait for him to do his animation and then he'll come after yep. you and it's like it's like a whole thing but like when you're first going through it it's like oh my god this is impossible how do i do this <laughs> yep that sounds about right yep. so i've had some varied experiences just like you described yep. so i almost broke my controller in half and uh, then uh, this one's for my friend this one's especially humorous to me he was playing some zelda game on the 3ds and and so maybe you know what it is i don't know which one it is but it was at some point where he's at a wall and there's a door and he Mm. can't open the door (laughs) and there's a map involved or something like that and the the game's tip is like press your face to the map or press your nose to the map or your hands i don't remember what something it was a yeah phantom hourglass okay um this is tony right okay uh, this was like my friend Josh, but maybe oh, Tony, Tony had the exact same, same story then. <laughs> anyway, so, you know, 3DS got the screen on the bottom, the screen on the top. One of the screens shows like the overworlds or like mm-hmm. the kind of top downy of Link. 
and the other shows like your inventory or whatever you have pulled up. So like my friend just went through, according to him, like 20 minutes worth of just trying different variations of walking and pressing buttons and putting things on and taking things off and talking to people and killing people just to open this stupid door. And so he had like the map out and the clue was like, touch your something to the map. I don't mm-hmm. remember. So out of frustration, he just like slams shut his 3DS and throws it on the couch and comes back like a week later and opens it up and the door's just open. Like he, <laughs> when he, when he opened his 3DS, the door was open and apparently what you had to do was close your 3ds you had to touch one screen to the other screen that was literally exactly tony's story as well that's really funny that everybody went through that i love that it's a rage moment that actually accomplished (laughs) something you know what's what would be even worse than that if he had a 2ds he was playing it on that (laughs) oh man that's a great point Compatible. What did you That's even do? That's what I've. I've got a 2ds. How do you do that? Because you you press the sleep button, oh. but that hint doesn't work yeah, for that. You're right. Okay. Mm. That's funny. Good question. Okay, moving along. Patrick Green asks number one. I want to know how you like Pokemon Masters League. We talked about it already. It's it's stupid, <laughs> dude. Um, but maybe as I get further, it'll be more mechanically interesting, and I won't want to put it on auto. Who knows? There you go. AJ just hasn't spent enough money on it yet. That's right. How, how are the microtransactions? I spent zero mm-hmm. monies, not a single money, not one. How are the microtransactions uh, in that game? It doesn't feel like it walls you off. Uh, maybe because, like I said, all the like trainers that I've gotten have all been three stars. Yeah. All of them. Uh, so maybe if I spent money, I would get better stars, yeah. but it doesn't feel like mm-hmm. I need yep. it right now. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Seems fine on that front. It's good. Uh, number two, what are your future plans for getting more jerks watching and subbing to your channel? Uh, I mean, jerks no specifically. <laughs> well, I'm just kidding. Pokemon videos. <laughs> no, yes, exactly. Um, but yeah, no, no uh, shortcuts, you know, just trying to make good stuff that people like and want to share and tell their friends about. Cause like, and also that people want to watch so that YouTube is happy, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. as a system. So they're like, oh, yeah, people like your videos. We're going to show it to other people now because mm-hmm. they used yep. to. Yeah, that's honestly <laughs> like from my conversations with AJ, it seems like that's the biggest thing is just like for a lot of other channels, when they blow up is one when one or more videos. But usually when one video just like something youtube just decides it likes it and then shows it to everybody and then everybody's like oh what's this channel and then more stuff like that kind of keeps happening but usually it's like one main one where that happens and that happens back in the day on fanax 4 and then at this point after we had kind of a fall off it just has not done anything close to that instead youtube's kind of done the opposite where it's like i'll show it to the to the people that specifically want to watch it already and that's about it <laughs> which is right. great that it's and sh- sometimes not even yes. <laughs> honestly if it could even at least show it to the people that already want to watch it that's that's a good start but that's not even always the case yeah dude <sighs> yeah patrick green's question number three hi good stuff hello totally with you there why is that number three because uh, yeah exactly bob wolf asks Who's that? If midichlorians aren't a thing anymore, did Anakin's mom lie about Why'd her you immaculate say it like conception? That? Question mark. Midichlorians? Why'd you say midichlorians? Yeah. I don't <laughs> know, man. I'm just saying it the way that I said it. How don't you know? Mm-hmm. Where are they from, Parker? Star Wars. I think. So how don't you know how to say it? Because I've seen them written way more times than I've heard them talked about. Oh, <laughs> uh, you're a nerd, dude. You're a well, nerd, that's also because I haven't heard them talked about <laughs> very much at all. I think my middle school teacher told me that 
metachlorians are the powerhouse of the cell. <laughs> Okay, I so not having grown up in the U.S., I didn't have that common experience that every American child apparently has because Ashley said the same thing to where she's like, uh, she saw some tweet or Tumblr post or something where it was somebody was like, I just wake up in the middle of the night sometimes and remember that what is it the The mitochondria the mitochondria that man the. But good thing the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell or something like that. <laughs> and I'm like, I've never heard that terminology, but apparently that was like the thing you learned about mitochondria, <laughs> but nothing else. Yep. Sure. I, don't think they have those in I remember that vaguely. <laughs> yeah, they don't have mitochondria in Europe. You're so right. Nope. Just tea. Just, just tea. That's true. That's uh, true. So it makes Fire Emblem really easy. <laughs> <laughs> That's also true. You probably got all so the tea bonds. times. So true. So many sparkles. Speaking of Fire Emblem, the last question. Yeah, Bob, uh, who's just... They had a, we didn't even answer his he, question. There was a great conversation completed. going on on Twitter between him, Izzy, Will, and some other people. And I was like, all right, whatever they're talking about. I mean, what's it, uh, we'll talk about <laughs> that. Oh, when we have Maury on. Indeed. Um, uh, but yeah, um, she was a dirty cheater, dude. That's right. So she's... Yep. She didn't only lie about that. Everything she's ever said was a lie. So makes you question everything. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Sand's not real. Yep. <laughs> also, <laughs> easy enough. Uh, last but not least, Benjamin Aquino says, "Since we are talking about Fire Emblem, and I'm obsessed with it, work er, and I'm obsessed with it, working through my second playthrough, I would like to know who each of you thought was the best dateable character in the game and why." By the way, I finished the game as Golden Deer, and now working on Black Eagles. Represent. Saving the best for last, uh, I see. The best Do you guys have dateable like- character in the game and why? Uh, uh-huh. Should we give a, a, like a guy and girl answer? I don't know. I don't even know if I can give one or the other because yeah. I really didn't pay attention to that. I, Once I found out that it didn't matter, I didn't really care. All the characters had a lot of character growth and I feel like None of them are dateable in the first half. <laughs> well, except for like yeah. maybe Petra is just like sweet as can be the whole time. So like yeah, that's I don't true. Know. She's just straight up Starfire. Yes, absolutely. The, the oh man, She's I can't unsee it now. It's, <laughs> it's so absolutely. Right. Um, I I mean I, I picked Marianne like I said, and she had great character development and was cool by the end. But I wouldn't necessarily say is like the best dateable character. Um. I don't know. I feel like all things considered, like just well-rounded character, like Claude is is pretty up there. Like just as far as like somebody, yeah. I don't know if you play through, because yeah, if you play through as a girl, because some of the characters you can date date guys being guys, and other ones you can't. And yeah. he's one that right. you can't. I think it's like I think it's like like yeah. one or very maybe few, two. and some of them are just kind of surprising. Like really, like the him and not I him. Think you can. I think you can uh, pair with Dorothy okay. if you're a boy. And I think Alois, for yep. some reason. Saw that. That one seems weird. I don't know. Like, I, I just don't know. He's just a weird character in general. So, like, I don't know. I liked Alois. Okay. He had the puns. He had dad jokes. He did. All that's day. true. So, yeah, I don't know. Those are those are my thoughts. I think probably Petra and, um, and Claude would be my guesses. Okay. Yeah. I think Petra is a safe one. I don't really like Dorothea that much as a person. <laughs> Uh, she's kind of like I don't know the the whole like thing of like oh I hate the like the noble people and whatnot. It's like I mean it's justified g- given her reasoning or whatever. 
but like still i don't know i'm just very much so not that type of person yeah. that's like this uh group of people well one person from this group of people did this to me so i hate right. that group. yeah exactly i'm very much so on the other <laughs> end of that um where it's like no nah, that person sucks but like i don't know the rest mm-hmm. of the people in that group true. um so i wouldn't i wouldn't marry her but petra i guess yeah <laughs> is the only other one that was even an option for me where oh, i was yeah. like i'm not even thinking about the rest of these people <laughs> yeah. uh bernadette she's like three so i'm not even <laughs> thinking <Yeah>. that <laughs> uh so it was like either her or uh petra or i guess the i paired with i told you that by accident i recruited or not i guess accident's not the right word because i wasn't like oops <laughs> but i was like i didn't mean to do that but like whatever dude uh Manuela, oh, yeah. her either she's high no, maintenance yeah. not doing it <laughs> she's one it. of the few characters who like actually disliked something that i did like i think she asked me something i'm like no i'd, I'd rather not and she was like bruh, 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 bruh. i had that happen one time <laughs> i think with claude actually i really? said something and he was like bruh, 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 bruh. uh-uh <laughs> and he never talked to me again yep Sounds yeah, like no, that. she's a she's a she's a Rolling Stone. Yep. That's all I'm that's all I'm saying. Yeah, no moss. <laughs> what do you think? Um, I guess it kind of depends on what you're asking. As far as like the best dateable, like which one's high, dude? <laughs> which one's high? You have equal opportunity with almost any of them. Like you can have the same depth of interaction and like tea time if you're into it, or bond time, or any mm-hmm. of that stuff. So like as far as opportunity goes that's equal around yeah. the board. I personally in Blue Lions uh, started out going with Mercedes, thought she was just sweet and nice and kind, but it became one dimensional as time passed, like there was just not a lot of change there. Mm-hmm. And so I jumped ship after the time skip <laughs> over to, Oof, yeah, dude. well, I mean, five years is a long time, a man. Long time. I, I think, yeah, I think yeah, time man. has healed that wound. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I went with Annette and was mm-hmm. very happy with that decision. Annette nice. is a bit quirky and mm-hmm. clumsy, but generally seems like a lighthearted person. So yep. that was, it was fun. Good stuff. Yep. And that is it. Uh, NBC actually had a good conversation about all this stuff. I listened to their Fire Emblem Most Dateable Characters talk. Ah. It was fun. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's all we've got for this week. Uh, AJ, any closing thoughts? Uh, you know what? Don't date Dorothea, though, because <laughs> she's not nice uh, in terms of people. You know, you shouldn't judge a whole library by one book's cover. You know true. what I'm saying? That's so true. <laughs> That's well said. I just I killed also, her. Also, cheesecake is still pie. Goodbye. Whoa. <laughs>